it never pays to doubt the existence of people that stupid. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of Grumpy Old Benz. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where we've had multiple blue screens and nowhere near enough coffee. And from America's left coast, where I feel like I've been literally hit in the mouth. I'm (laughs) right. Well, I think it's probably been a little bit worse than just being hit in the mouth, but a very special Grumpy Old Benz welcome. I think this is your seventh time on the show. Larry Blydner of that Larry show, the great 33rd, that Larry show we're working on that 33rd uh, appearance. We'll get him there. <laughs> How are you, Larry? I'm great. You guys keep it so fresh. Every time is like the first time I got to say yeah, like that old Boston song feels like the first time. Well, uh, that's total. That's total bullshit, but we appreciate it. Of course it, it is. Somebody's got to start heaving the shit by right. the shovel full, and that's my job. Here I am. It's like we're. I think we're just like an old no, married couple it. bickering at each other nonstop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every show is the same old argument started up fresh. Yeah. Well, the beauty oh, is, I just got to jump in for a second here because I've been meaning to ask you guys this forever. Your theme is that that percussion sort of thing sounds so similar to an old Talking Heads uh, track. Is that what that is, or trying to be, or it's just my own weird take on it? I mean, I could see that it has something like that in there. I took a um, Creative Commons little piece of music mm-hmm. and then put a modem sound and then the printer the old dot matrix printer sound overlaid it to it so it's it's a combination of like three or four different things gotcha i always assumed darren chose it because it triggered my cat well that's how we knew it was good (laughs) that's how we knew it was good i mean the the most beautiful thing about that intro it was it was for the outro though because it was at the end of one show and i can adjust the volume of that music when it's going out to ryan it's different than it is going out on the stream so you guys have a different volume level the stream could hear something full blast and you Mm. guys may not get anything well in this case it was obviously a little louder than normal Mm. so when i hit it ryan jumped and the cat on his lap decided to the claws came out whoa (laughs) and the next thing you know ryan's bleeding so i mean who says podcasting isn't without uh its downsides but you know hey Mm. that's how you know it's a good track oh yeah enough about that well yeah morrissey i mean you were as far as you bleeding you did a little bit of that uh, now this week you had your dental work done and as as we all know uh you did it on your birthday slash wedding anniversary which well it's because they say that uh you shouldn't get stuff for your birthday you should get experiences and Mm. uh (laughs) i mean you you cannot deny that getting your tooth pulled out is an experience. That's yeah. true. Not a good one. But I mean, <laughs> m- the best was once I asked Larry if he could fill in. I'm like, well, Ryan may be here. And if he is, maybe he won't be able to talk a lot. He may sound like, you know, Mushmouth from Fat Albert. We don't know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, before he gets this dental work done, have him listen to episode 11 of that Larry show. Yeah. And by the way, fuck you very much. <laughs> I didn't need that right before going in. <laughs> well, listen, you want, let me tell you something. This is a, this is a case of pay it forward. 
Okay. Because clearly you did listen to that episode and it, it, it obviously made you anxiety ridden. I hope. Oh yeah. It's, it's intent, <laughs> right? Well, guess what? The night before that experience happened to me, I was at a friend's house at a, at a party and the, uh, the album, I think it was, it was a George Carlin. Who the hell? There was somebody, I think it was George Carlin came out with a, or maybe it was Robert Klein with an album called new teeth. And it was all it was these dental horror show things. Oh my so it was God. like this. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just sort of paying it for it all these years later. You know, it was done to me. Now I've done it to you. Now you get to do, do it to somebody. So there. I, I, okay. Darren, you're up next. I, I've had, I've had dental work done. That's okay. But <laughs> that, I, that, that doesn't mean you still have teeth, don't you? Yeah. I, I used, I had so a good can, dentist and he died. So now I, I need to find oh, yeah. another dentist. Okay. Anybody out there know somebody in Chicago who can go give Darren some impromptu dental work? Yeah. Some root canals, uh, <laughs> whatever feels good. I mean, why not? I don't. Yeah. The, the episode you sent me was, was it episode number 11 of that Larry show yes. that, that you, you need to go. People need to go listen to in the archive. It was quite good. Like every episode of, of that Larry show, Thank but you. Uh, it, uh, the only Thank thing you. that I appreciated was that you didn't do video. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a long time yeah. ago. Long time ago. You um, said 10 days so, in bed from the infection you got from. Oh, the- my God. It almost killed me. Really? I mean, I went when I went back to I was in college and when I went back to school. People were like, hey, man, do you have cancer? <laughs> no, really, God, I mean I couldn't eat. I mean I just I and you know I wasn't like a you know Porky at the time at all. I really couldn't afford to lose any weight, and I, I walked through those through the campus looking like a, a wraith. It was really yeah. bizarre. But the and, story did end with pasta, so it did. It did. It was a, a good ending, actually. Yes, and so, with good friends who uh, who offered to go take care of problems for you. He, Tony Spumante, man, that was <laughs> his kind of guy. He was he is yes. Um, well, so what do they do to you? What do they, what, what do you have done? Uh, so, right. um, this, this all started back in 98 when, uh, in, in college, the, the story, like all, all of the best college stories starts with, I was super drunk and, oh dear. uh, yeah, well, I mean, honestly, it, it ends there too, but there was also a thing with, uh, uh, metal bedpost and going face first right into it. And uh, heading into the bathroom of the fraternity house afterward and kind of smiling into the mirror and going, huh, there's blood dripping out of one of my front teeth. That's going to really hurt when I sober up and did it. And and it did. Yeah. So um, that ended up having a, a root canal and a veneer put on then. And then about 10 years later, the veneer was ready to fall off and it got upgraded to a crown. And now, you know, fast forward to three months ago, my dentist is like, um, so that tooth that had the root canal, uh, it looks like the, there's bone reabsorption or something, whatever it's called in the root of it. And if it continues like this, then, um, the tooth is going to fall out within two years. And I'm like, Well, there's a bunch of fucking COVID out there and everybody is forcing masks, even like, even at the dentist where they're like, you need to put on this mask to sit in the waiting room for two minutes and then we'll call you back and you have to take the mask off. Cause we have to work inside your mouth. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm like, I'm just going to put it off. Well, I tried putting it off. And then, uh, three weeks after I got that, the two started hurting and aching and aching. And I go in again and they did an x-ray and they're like, um, yeah, it's a little bit abscessed at the root. It's very slight right now, 
but this will not get better because we can't clean it out without taking the tooth out. Like, okay, mm. fine, schedule it. So I had, and, and of course it's one of the, one of the, uh, the IT directly in front. Mm. Um, so, you know, you, the one where you smile, it makes you look like a hayseed. Well, the Alfred, e, I, the Alfred E. Newman tooth, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I went in and I mean, you know, dentist was very professional and everything, but I now have a, a, a gaping surgical wound in my mouth that's oozing <sighs> just a little bit. Yay. And uh, my two options for speaking are I can try to speak through a hole in my mouth and then all my S's become or they gave me this prosthetic paddle that looks like the kind of retainer that we had back in grade school mm-hmm. um, but the only thing about it like it fits in on your palate and it has a, a fake plastic tooth that sticks into that slot so which is actually kind of cool because it not only makes it look like you have all your normal teeth but it also uh, like it 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 blocks air in the same way because it was mm-hmm. molded after my teeth right before we started and so um if I can get used to having this gigantic appliance in my mouth, then I should be able to learn how to speak normally, but I'm not there yet. Well, could we print the, that Larry show logo on that tooth? This is some advertising opportunity right here. (laughs) That would be great. You smile. They're like, what's it on your tooth? You're just like, "Uh uh-huh. There you go. Well, this is a great opportunity for you to begin a heroin habit. I think (laughs) I, you know, I was thinking meth, but, uh, I, I mean, heroin's big here. Um, yeah. I think meth is more Seattle where, where I'm at heroin is, is pretty big. Um, mm-hmm. I bet that I'll, I don't have to go more than a quarter mile to find some homeless camp where I could probably buy some. Sure. Well, the world is burning down. That's uh, there's no question about it. And we're all in areas that are ground zero. There's no question about it. I mean, Chicago True. may be not even as bad, which is scary. Is what's going on in California and Portland and Seattle and mm. and these places, but uh, I mean, Larry, your your road trip. I'm I'm, I'm yes. still trying to put my brain around what it would have been like to drive from coast to coast during COVID. And uh, was it as weird as a? I mean, you did like five or six episodes strictly on that trip, and it just seemed like it was a very Twilight Zone kind of experience. It was, yeah. <laughs> America on pause, you know. It was, it was, uh, it was very strange. And it, but it, what it really was, it gave me a great uh, kind of, you know, firsthand feel and look for what's really going out on out there, as opposed to uh, Zuckerberg's and uh, Dorsey's version of America. Well, the social ex- media version of anything is so skewed at this point. Yes. And I mean, did you run into any place that you were like, kind of like weird? They don't even, it's, they're acting like COVID's not even a thing. Yeah, I did. Um, I, in, fa- in fact, I did a uh, sort of a, a list of, of uh, cucked and uncucked states, uh, according to, uh, you know, the uh, incidence of uh, masks. Um, and, and I, you know, is that list published somewhere? Well, it's it's in the uh, it's in the it? let's say, I think it's in the Show notes. third and four. There were four four uh, parts to okay. the uh, to the episode. Third part three and four. It starts uh, from uh, we went from uh, you know east to east to west about halfway, and I give what what where each state ranks and on the well, cuck I, scale. I, I only yeah. ask because when I inevitably have to flee the left coast in <laughs> flames, um, I yeah. need to know where to go. 
Well, I could tell you, I mean, Arizona, people were very cool, didn't seem to give much of a shit. And, you know, you know, it's a real giveaway before you even get out of the car. Uh, just look at the billboards. That will tell you so much about where you are, because in Arizona, there's all these billboards. I mean, every other billboard says fireworks, uh, you know, beef jerky. Uh, uh, guns, ammo, you know, in fact, there was one of my favorite of all I took a shot of was uh, it said uh, it's just this huge billboard and it said guy stuff. That's what it said. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And there was a picture of, you know, a knife, like a Bowie knife, a revolver and and, uh, and a Roman candle. And I thought, yeah, this whoever runs this place is, is a genius. This is this is the essence of being male guns, knives and explosives. Um, and then you just all tiptoe over the border into uh, in New Mexico, and that that all goes away. Or, or say into uh, I shouldn't say New Mexico wasn't that bad, but other states those those billboards are gone. And instead, it's you know mask up, don't be an asshole, uh, know your place. You know it, it's it's amazing. Oh yeah, the billboards tell a story, so much of a story. That's that's been every electronic freeway billboard around here for six months now. Mm. mask up washington yeah. yeah well the the news on this stuff is bizarre there was an article i saw yesterday where it's like wearing masks may be making people immune to the virus and it's like how did does, you what? see that shit that does, bullshit yeah. unbelievable yeah sure. how does that work i mean the yeah. the science and put that yeah. in air quotes but the science yeah. that they were using was well we think that how sick you get from this virus is directly connected to how much of it that you are exposed to at the beginning right. and right. Well, the concept is well since everybody's wearing masks people are just getting little teeny microdoses so that's right. just like getting a shot that will give you a vaccination to it no but the masks don't impact how much virus you get at all i know that now the 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 social distancing and being afraid of every other human being you ever encounter that probably is having an effect yes more so yes. But that's that's why it was being shown very clearly, as uh, pointed out in the troll room here, that uh, the face masks don't protect you from smoke from the wildfires that uh, Sir Fletcher from the Hog Story mm -hmm. show. But how is it protecting you from the virus then? Because I thought smoke was bigger particles than virus. So, oh, yeah, I'm confused. It's very confusing. Um, I, there were times I would walk into a place like because uh, you, you just automatically assume you need the mask thing. And I think we were in um, it was in Oklahoma. Yeah. And um, we were heading into a restaurant to have some dinner. We go and we're all masked up, you know, and the, it was the woman at the desk. The hostess goes, you don't need those damn things in here. We're not doing that crap. That's just a <laughs> sign on the front door. You know, <laughs> I'm like, OK, yeah. this is good. And in other places, um, you know, they were com the worst, the most unbelievable thing I saw. And I couldn't I couldn't get the goddamn cell phone out fast enough to snap a picture of this. But I was uh, on the East Coast and I actually saw some asshole driving a boat like a, you know, Boston whale or a Mako, one of those center console things. He's driving a fucking boat alone, masked. Is that, is that a little overkill? You think, you know, well, so I think, think I looked, yeah. Unless so you I looked think at that. COVID is waterborne. But yeah. <laughs> and I, and I thought, you know, there's only, there's only one explanation here. I think is it was a pretty nice boat. It was not a cheap uh, watercraft. Take some dough to buy that. And I thought, is this guy, is this guy really that stupid? No, no, he's not. This is a statement. And I think in, I'm, I'm, that's the big thing now is to, to parse out 
who's an idiot and who's making a statement. At it's this so point. hard to tell when you can't see any facial expressions. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that does make yeah. it harder. There, there's no question about it. And all of the information you're getting from the media, and we've talked about this a lot, Larry, and I know you have too, just the concept of what Facebook and Twitter and all these media companies are allowing as far as speech and what they're shutting down. And it's getting to be scary, especially because this isn't just a war of words anymore. I think if we had a fair media that was telling the truth, I think if we actually had social media where conservative voices were allowed to actually speak freely, I don't think we would have the rioting in the streets that we're having today. Or am I wrong on that? Well, you're probably wrong. Well, that's your default for for everything. But when you go and you look at this case, the Breonna Taylor case, for instance, which is the one that just happened now, which is why Louisville is going nuts. And the reality of the situation is that even people in the media that I trust, like Bill O'Reilly, comes out, well, you know, Louisville paid her off, you know, $13 million, her family. So. You know, something that the cops did must have been bad, incorrect, whatever it is, you know, derelict in their duty in some way, shape or form. And I don't believe that's or or somebody was feeling guilty anyway. Yes. Well, that's more of the way I'm looking at this. This wasn't this didn't have anything to do with what actually happened. This was we don't want our city burned down and it's going to get burned down anyway, because or 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 (laughs) another explanation was that whoever was in charge of the purse strings that day had a particular bout of white guilt and decided, hey, well, this person's black and deserves all of the city money. So let's hand it out. Well, there's so much information on this case that some of it's finally leaking out because of the grand jury, including things like. There was a dead body found in a car Brianna Taylor rented back in 2016. And it's like, I don't remember the news media covering this at all. I mean, I'm not saying she was involved, but it seems like she was around a lot of really bad things. And there's no question that she, her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever it was, was a drug dealer. She had multiple conversations that were taped of her talking to inmates that were in jail, talking about going to a drug house. And it's like, she was not an innocent bystander she was not killed in her bed while sleeping by the cops the cops had a warrant and i i the most baffling thing about this whole case is why we do not have video of the cops from their body cams of them knocking on the door either they announce themselves or don't and then they go in but if we had Hmm. that it would say a lot Really? I, I mean, I haven't really delved into this thing. I've just sort of seen the top line head, headlines. But so what what I'm curious, why was there no did they have body cams on or they just wouldn't release a video or did they not? Or what? How did that go? I'm not sure, but the, there's been no video release. So if they have them, they haven't released them hmm. as of yet for some reason. And I don't know necessarily why they well, I guess I, there's a, a lot of reasons why you wouldn't. But I would think that uh, would be helpful. Yeah. Do you know how hmm. old uh, Brianna was at this point? I think in her 20s. Okay. Well, I, wow. Okay. Then that's unusual. Well, just I expect that every millennial is probably recording some kind of YouTube video 24 7. And I'm surprised that video <laughs> hasn't come out yet either. 
we, you know, again, this is an interesting thing that the story just doesn't get told, which is the cops were firing back. Did they go excessive? Sure. And that's where the one is getting dinged at this point was because some of the shots that one of the cops fired actually hit the neighboring building or apartment or whatever, something like that. And Mm. that's the only thing that came down from the grand jury. But now all of this rioting and stuff, because the grand jury didn't decide to go ahead with charges against the police. It's like, I don't understand a grand jury is of the people. This wasn't, you know, a grand jury of police officers. This wasn't, you know, just a court. This wasn't a judge. A grand jury is they bring regular people in. They hear all the evidence and the regular people from her neighborhood, her peers obviously decided there was no case, but that doesn't mean anything. They're going to still go burn the city down. Two cops got shot. Yeah, but I'm sure that they were all white people and therefore evil or something. I mean, you know, you can you can justify anything you want. If you really want to go out and, you know, burn the city down, you're going to let 12 people stop you well one of the two cops that was shot was black so i don't know how the black lives matter works into shooting a black cop but hey yeah yeah you do yeah, we do you you do if, <laughs> i if do they're not if they're not marxist and trying to destroy the nuclear family which by the way that that rhetoric got pulled off their website quietly last week yes um then was oh, that right that's you know, gone hmm. oh yeah yeah they've they've taken away all of this <laughs> you know people were going to their website and pointing out like hey um these guys are right. actually marxist terrorists it says so on right. their website, so they changed their website. Yeah, but it's always good to put that on your web. I mean, at least if you're going to be a Marxist terrorist, it's nice to put that on your website so everybody knows. But I did see that because like, there was a uh, there was like an ex football player, I think that was uh, that was upset about this because he was speaking out against them, and he's like, "Look, I have a family, I have kids. You know, this whole get rid of the patriarchy bullshit is not helpful, and it's yeah, interesting." Yeah, I- it, it, it turns out that that their values weren't actually polling that well. I mean, the you know the only thing most people cared about was you know do Black Lives Matter, and of course that that kind of rhetoric, which is destructive to any kind of of rational discussion. But that's all that most people think of, and then they they post those three words on their Facebook and put it in their yard. And uh, you know, one of my neighbors has a big ass Black Lives Matter sign in his yard that I might accidentally with my lawnmower later, but. Uh, <laughs> I when you know that that is a difficult message to disagree with and you're getting massive support. But when one of your other messages is also, you know, everybody should grow up without a father, that it's just not something most Americans get behind. No, nor should they. And there's been there's no question there's been a war on religion for a really long time. I think we talked about that in one of the episodes that you were on in the past, Larry, and it's. There's no question about it. And this is just a continuing thing, which goes one step after the other. And it comes down to what Don Lemon said on CNN the other day before backing it down, which means he went too far where the bosses at CNN went. "Uh -uh." So, I mean, that you know how you're going a little bit too far when CNN pulls the reins back. But he was having a Mm -hmm. conversation with uh, Cuomo's brother, Chris Cuomo, and they were side by side in yeah on the video so you can see both of them as they were talking to each other and don lemon's like well you know what we're gonna have to we're gonna have to burn this system down and cuomo look on his face i mean and he's as liberal as they come he's just like no no i don't see that and lemon goes i know yeah we're gonna have to abolish 
the electoral college we're gonna have to blow the whole system up and oh, i saw that yeah the, the next day he comes back and pretends like oh no i was just talking you know i was just like quoting somebody else and no i didn't really mean it's like sure sure don but somebody made him come back and apologize to that now which means uh he went a little too far radical even for uh even for his handlers but when you look at the group black lives matter global it's run by three women who are devout marxists who have said they're marxist they want the end of the normal nuclear family they want the end of the patriarchy they want the end of capitalism i mean what could go wrong it's a little nuts it's a little nuts it it's a little too extreme i think for the average american but i don't know how this whole election is going to play out. How are things feeling in, in La La Land? Well, I never leave my house. So I can tell you. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so, so as well as can be expected. Yeah, it's no, you know, L.A. is, you know, I'm, I'm actively making plans to get the fuck out of California um, because I think it's, um, you know, that's the Titanic. The center cannot hold. Um, it's completely run by assholes uh, from pretty much top to bottom and it's time to go so uh that if, if that answers yeah, your yeah. question i mean it's it you looks like it, yeah uh, it looks like uh the streets of los angeles look like uh, the walking dead you know and and this was all what's really annoying is these assholes who you'll see on social media you know the homeless the homeless and and they try to say it's a it's a real estate problem and it's a no this this what's going on was engineered by the uh the politicians who uh, passed a couple of uh bills in the state that basically said you know it rolled out the red carpet to uh to drug offenders and so forth. And this was all foretold years ago. I remember there were a couple of guys on the radio here. I think they're still on, on KFI called John and Ken. And I can remember driving home from work and listening to these guys saying, listen, we watch in five years and five years, this state is just going to be a shit show. Blah, blah, blah. And they're right. I think it was prop 47, which decriminalized basically everything. Um, and then another one that said, you know, if you if you want to set up a tent city I and mean, you can you can just basically squat wherever the fuck you want. And that's your right as a California citizen. So, gee whiz, I wonder why this state now looks the way it does. There are people actually um, they've, they've reduced the, um, the, uh, the the line for um, uh, a felony to uh, what is it? I think if you if you're if you're if you're stealing, if you're shoplifting less than nine hundred dollars, uh, all you'll get is a misdemeanor citation. You won't even be arrested. Right. Same here. How about that? Yeah. Huh? Same here yeah. in Chicago. So, now. Yeah. yeah. So people are people are literally loading up supermarket wagons with with booze and walking right out the fucking front door uh, because the law says they can. So, gee whiz, fuck California, fuck Gavin Newsom, fuck Eric Garcetti, fuck all these people. They're garbage. Well, yeah, and it is the DAs that are refusing to do anything about this, even if people do get arrested for it. And I mean, you saw what happened on Fox News, even with Newt Gingrich, when he mentioned that all of these DAs were backed by George Soros. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we don't need you to can't say anything bad about George. I know. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? You can't. I mean, this is getting to the point to where it. Uh, this isn't even speculation. This isn't something that people are throwing wild rumor, you know, wild rumors and accusations, which is what the left does all day long. 
But in the case of talking about George Soros, when it comes to backing these DAs, it's actually provable. The information is there. Nobody can question whether it's true. But I don't know when it got to the point to where it's like the oh, you mentioned George Soros that that were oh that's anti-Semitic. But if you mention a black person doing something wrong, oh no, you're a racist. I, I actually find for the purpose of of uh, arguing with people who are not uh, you know of the no agenda style thinking, um, it's easier to just say they they were funded by wealthy investors on the left, and don't don't use the name Soros because. It's it's a trigger that causes people to flip the bit and go, oh, you're just conspiracy theorist. And and then they don't listen to a thing you say after that, regardless of whether or not all of the conspiracies that conspiracy theorists have been talking about for five years are now coming true. And mm-hmm. there's lots of evidence. And it's very clear that they were right all along. Still, the word conspiracy theorist is is a, a key word that says, I'm not listening to you anymore. Uh, blah blah blah. I'm not interested in what you have to say, uh, and it you know it's it's extremely insulting to for somebody to say, "Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist," because I mean, they they what they really mean is, I'm not going to listen to you because you're diverging from the narrative that I am so firmly believe that you know I'm not going to keep my mind open. Well, and let's understand if you're now a conspiracy theorist because you're saying the media lies. I mean, then you're right. Then you're really a conspiracy theorist because just think of never been a theory. Yeah. Well, go back to the, you know, the Ferguson with hands up. Don't shoot. That was a lie. But that has stood for so long. The Trump saying find people on both sides. Media continues to spew it without correcting it. Russian collusion. I still see that on the media. Yeah. Russian Mm -hmm. collusion. The Breonna Taylor. We're not getting the full story george floyd we're not getting the full story i mean it seems like he probably died of an an overdose now did what the cops do to him exacerbate that maybe but there's a lot more to that story than simply the cops targeted him and killed him the story of the guy in uh was it was it louisville also the one that came after the cops with a knife and just lunged at him i mean there's been a bunch of stories that the Reality of the situation is never told. I mean, mail-in voting is the big one now because mm-hmm. the the press wants to tell you, well, no, mail-in voting is completely safe. This isn't this isn't <laughs> something that's going to cause a lot of fraud, right? No, you uh, no it's, that. it's it's worked in Washington for years. We have not had a single Republican elected in twenty five years. <laughs> so you mean it's working? Mail-in voting working as planned. I mean, let's forget that all of these uh, ballots that are being found in like a ditch. Somebody mm. was in the no agenda troll room. And if you're not in the troll room and we do these shows live Mondays, Fridays at noon Eastern, you're missing out. No agenda stream.com mentioned that they live alone, but they got two ballots, one that was to their name and one that was just blank in their mailbox. So it's like, should yeah. I use both? And it's like, um, sure. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they gave you two ballots. I mean, you may as well use them both. But uh, well, I'm, I'm more bothered by things like uh, the you know these stories coming out of Philadelphia, where they they found boxes of ballots that were uh, th- they were military people that had have to mail in their ballots because they're not going to walk into a poll when they're stationed in Iraq or New you know uh, Vietnam or New Jersey or somewhere that has some hellhole and uh, <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> yeah, and um, so they have to mail in their ballots, and apparently these ballots were. Uh, they, they had been opened and were Trump 
ballots, like votes for Trump. So they'd apparently been open enough to be able to tell who they voted for and then were discarded. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, Uh, even if it's not Maryland, the last time I voted four years ago, I walked into the polling place, which was somebody's home. And, uh, you know, they have those huge ledgers with all the names and addresses in them. And I tell the guy who I am, he says, oh, you can't vote. Why can't I vote? He says, you already did. I got a check mark next to you. Okay. So some fuck, because again, in California, you know, ID to vote. No, no, just, just tell us you pose the clown, you're Jesus. Whatever. Okay. We're good with that. Some asshole no. clearly had been there before me and said, yeah, I'm that guy and pointed to the ledger. And so, you know. I, I went ahead and said, I, you know, I pulled out my license and said, no, you, you've got this wrong. And, you know, I got a lot of rapid eye blinks as he's trying to process this. Right. What to do. Um, you know, and then and then, OK, here's your ballot. Go over there. Do, do, do your thing. You know, was my vote counted? I have no fucking idea. It was a and, shit and show. It could be it could be that somebody else voted with your name. And it could be that, uh, you know, the this intellect behind there who, uh, mm. you know, might have just put the check mark in the wrong spot. That's, that's entirely possible. Yes. Who knows? I don't. It's certainly not a perfect system, but it seems a hell of a lot more secure than sending out ballots in the mail. Yes. Agreed. Well, I mean, I mean, admittedly, voting is just deciding, you know, w- which of the two evils is going to, uh, you know, find ways to spend all your money on frivolous garbage and and pass restrictions to ruin your life. That's hardly as important as things like um you know, the idea that you need to buy smokes. Well, that's that's one of the, you know, the things that doesn't make sense when it comes down to that kind of stuff. Allow, you know, why don't we require ID? Well, because then we'll be disenfranchising voters. But it doesn't matter then when you decide we're just going to send out mail in ballots where you don't know if your cool. ballots actually getting in. Joseph uh, Stalin said it best. He said it doesn't matter who gets the most votes. What matters is who counts the votes. That's and true. Fu- yeah. And it's fucking true. And that's where we are. Yeah, that's and, that's and, that's where we devolved to this country. And and if you if you want to make the argument that, oh, of course, you know, we're we're not going to, you know, all the records are good. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to receive a, a ballot, for example, for my dead father. But I tell you what, um, only uh, a couple days ago. Uh, we received uh, a notice from a crematorium saying, uh, you know, when when you die, you really need to make sure that that you're cremated by the very best. And we'd like to offer our services like, uh, excuse me, he died four years ago. Uh, he's already been cremated and, and his ashes spread. Um, <laughs> what are you proposing and where did you get this database? Was it the voter rolls? Probably. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking about the poor guy having to do marketing for a company that's like, we can burn you to a crisp better than anybody else. <laughs> that's our job. Yeah. Some people are into that sort of thing. Yeah, I Absolutely. guess. I mean, they're they're going to need they're going to need something to occupy their time as soon as they're done on the all up and down I-5 during the fire season. Well, in the United States this year, we have 27 states that are allowing mail in voting. Nothing's going to go wrong at all now. No. The intriguing part about it is the states that have rules about when they will accept the ballots up until because this isn't we have to receive the ballot by election day. This is, well, you know, it just needs to be postmarked, which is absolutely ridiculous. There should be a completely different uh, rule here for the mail. If you want to do mail in voting. You've got to do it, you know, two weeks before you got to do something to make sure that 
these things can get into the hands of the people that need to count them on election night, because the way our system works in America is election night. Almost always, you know, the winner or loser, even if it's close, you have a pretty good idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a rarity that we go into the, you know, hanging chads kind of thing. Well, but if you want a contested election, then the first thing you need to make sure is cast enough doubt that when all those returns are in on election night, that whatever result you get isn't the result so that you sure you know especially if you're the news media because you need to pull that out to at least three weeks worth of advertising well they will and hillary told you know joe don't whatever you do the night of the election man i don't care how far down it looks like you are don't give up don't concede yeah you know the funny thing is um the date of the election is set by congress and uh it hasn't been moved and uh, i think a case could be made or, you know, saying even that you're going to accept ballots that arrive the day after the election, saying, well, yeah, but your counts were due on election night or, or whatever time the counts, the election counts are due. Right. Those counts are due to the federal government. And I, I'd be like, OK, you need to have a count here now and you can't just keep dribbling in votes afterwards. Well, the reality is it's because that what they're actually doing isn't electing a president. You're electing the people to represent you in the Electoral College, which is another one of the other wrinkles now that the, the left hates the Electoral College. But with the mail in voting there, these are the states that are allowing some leeway. Let's call it Alaska will accept ballots up to 10 days after Election Day. California, Larry, you guys are number one up to 17 days after the election. Sure. Of course. 17 California days, two and a half weeks. And by the way, the other reason for all these delays is uh, what what they really need is they know damn well that polls are not useful. What they need is preliminary results like, okay, let's let's get an actual vote for how the country is going. And once we've hit that, then we know how many new ballots we have to manufacture in order to bump the totals and kind of hold our finger on our thumb on the scale or, you know, nudge the, the pinball machine to make sure that it falls barely in our favor. Right. That's the question. If everybody be, votes on the same day. You don't know how much you have to nudge it. And it's a lot harder to fake an election. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the other question will be how many people are going to participate in this as opposed to other years? What will turnout be? Compared to 2016, more, less, any guesses? I would um, guess more. You know, given, that, given that you can't log into a fucking social media site without having some goddamn banner pop up in your face, be like, go vote. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think I can't help but think there will be at least a little higher turnout. You know, this yeah. is the most contentious election I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And the wife and I did just get mail from the state saying, oh, you know, if you still want to do mail in, there's still time. So they're spending a lot of money sending stuff out it's like i'm aware we just got mail from the state saying uh we still haven't received your census forms please self-identify what race you are Uh oh no you're gonna get an audit yeah you know i know there might be consequences and i've already told my wife i'm like i'm not gonna prevent you from filling this out if if you want but uh i'm i here's here's my problem with the census um I choose not to self-identify a race under any circumstance because that no benefit can come of that, especially mm-hmm. in today's climate. If I put white on True. there, I am automatically being disadvantaged by my own government who thinks that I have some kind of 
inherent advantage that I'm not really feeling and therefore is going to do everything they can to push me down because they've decided I'm white. And if the deck is already stacked against me, then I'm going to make somebody else look at my skin and make that determination themselves. I am not going to be the one making the determination. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And uh, I mean, when they come get you, at least if uh, Lisa could video it, that would be cool. It'd be some good content. <laughs> I, I, I've got a tech cast for that. That's a good idea. And uh, Maryland, 10 days after Michigan, 14 days after North Carolina, nine days after North Carolina already had to do a do over because their mail in was so bad. They had to redo mm-hmm. an election. So how's that going to go? Ohio, 10 days in Wisconsin, six days after. Now, the problem is Michigan, North Carolina, Ohio and Wisconsin. These are all going to be relatively close states if we're to believe polling in previous years. And this is a this is a big deal. There's a lot of electoral votes in Michigan, North Carolina, Ohio, and Wisconsin. Well, it's it's like they said on the on No Agenda yesterday, and they've been saying before, is uh this has is right directly out of the playbook of the color revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know, you you start by creating a bunch of unrest in the country, and then you cap it off with a contested election. And how do you get a contested election? Is you sow enough doubt about whether or not the election is valid that even if it is a massive landslide on election day that you can still get your talking heads from the media out on tv arguing that not all the ballots that have come in or that it needs to be recounted or or that you know this one place where the wrong result was acquired you know you you need to you know go with a fine-tooth comb and cast all kinds of doubt and right there's no way all these people would vote for trump it must be hacked and the the result is you get enough people going well even though it looked like he got 60 percent of the popular vote we're not sure trump won and 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 that's how you end up with massive rioting in the streets and eventually you know the justification for a military coup and i I mean that is how color revolutions happen and we Mm. have had military like like ex-military generals retired in this country who have been calling publicly for a coup against the president of the United States, which, by the way, is in violation of the U.S. Code of Military Justice. These people should be arrested and thrown into a fucking gulag for saying that. But they used to be generals and they're highly politically connected. So, you know, that won't happen. Yeah. Well, because the media won't report on it. Now, if the media were to report this in a way that made them look like bad people that were breaking the law sure like the rioters like the looters but the media covers the criminals like these are the great people just like fucking oprah winfrey put let's up let's name those generals who who are these who are these assholes ryan i do not remember it was it, okay. it, it was from a story on no agenda um i want to say betrayus was one oh yeah he'd be one there sure. was uh you mean betrayus betrayus yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i the uh, mccrystal no I, you know what right, Actually, that sounds right i need to not yeah. be i need to not be naming names because if i get a wrong name then i'm slandering someone oh right 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 uh, okay. but 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 that information is available and unfortunately i didn't write it down because i didn't think i'd be talking okay. about Take copious notes, no matter what you're reading. But I mean, shouldn't Oprah be held responsible for the violence in Louisville since she took out like 12 or 13 billboards around the town with the cops must be held accountable? It's like, you don't fucking know what happened. Shut up. Did she really do that? Yes. Really? Yeah. I miss that. Wow. Yeah. This is this is where the insanity comes from. Now it's like people are going nuts because there's no justice. 
you know, Jalen Rose, I guess, during an ESPN broadcast yesterday, was like, oh, it'd be a good day to arrest the cops that murdered. And then they get to turn off the microphone and and go to a commercial break over on ESPN. But this is what happens when you have people ESPN. with the forum. What what happened to reporting sports? Oh, right. Yeah. There is none of that. <laughs> no, there is sports again. There is, but they don't care. It's all about politics now. Yeah. yeah. I, I refuse to watch any pro sports whatsoever this year because they're, I mean, they're, they're getting chocolate in my peanut butter here. Uh, I just, I, I'm sorry. You know, when you watch sports is because you want uh, some kind of fluff where you, mm. you're, you're seeing a, an escapist getting away from the daily grind and, the the most drudgery grindy thing today is this ongoing political bullcrap. And when you go to sports and see that too, I'm like, I, I can stare at my wallpaper and I, then I can finally get rid of, you know, the, the politic political talk in my life. I don't need it from my fucking yeah. football players. Yeah. This is why I'm gone back to the eighties uh, and nineties for television. Cause I've been watching now uh Hunter. Oh, you're, you're watching every MLB game. We know that, which is funny because I'm watching the old cop shows, the yeah. Hunter and TJ Hooker. And I have to say, Heather Locklear at 21 looked really good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, she doesn't look that bad. <laughs> well, no, but now you know the baggage that comes with it. But yeah, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole uh, lot of crazy. See, this, this is why this is why porn is good, because you don't you don't get a personality with that. Some people yeah. say your wife didn't get a personality with that. So anyways, um, how do you feel about going back to California and its idiocy? Well, we can. Let's just wrap up the mail-in voting. Because, I mean, obviously, it's something that works so well that countries everywhere do mail-in voting, right? I mean, it's it's a system that is it's safe. Um, it's secure. No. No, you're right. But I, I think if you were to ask the average millennial that's you know demanding we have mail-in voting here in the United States, they would probably think. It's the way the world works. But there was a list of countries. I saw Japan uh, limited mail in, but you need to get a special certificate verifying why you can't actually go to the polls. Like, so somebody Mm -hmm. actually comes to your house and interviews you to get the certificate. Uh, Poland, same way. France banned mail in voting in 1975 due to massive voter fraud. Huh? Maybe somebody. Yeah, somebody should maybe consult them on uh, and what, uh, what what went on. But Brazil and Russia also banned it, although, I mean, I mean, Russian, I think the polling there is, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a little different. I mean, Putin, I mean, the guy is going to keep winning because he knows how to keep his people in line. Um, but Mexico, I mean, our neighbors to the south, I mean, where everybody is, wants to come to the United States from Mexico will only let you do mail in voting if you live abroad and get this, guys. When you go to vote in the actual polling place in Mexico, you have to show an ID. How hateful are they? That's hateful. Racist. Yeah. Racist, hateful people in Mexico Mm. wanting you to show an ID. And over in Europe, 63 percent of the countries. So of the 27 countries, 63 percent banned mail in voting. Wow. So uh, we want to do research here. Yeah. Well, this all came. This all came from the. Crime Prevention Research Center an article and I got it from Bill O'Reilly last night and I'm like this is he's like you won't hear this information anywhere else and I'm like you're right so I'm going to repeat it because people aren't going to hear this anywhere else and it's good information I heard it here on Grumpy Old Ben's I haven't heard it anywhere else see I haven't either Grumpy Old Ben's breaking new Uh, ground I I do have a a bit of advice for anybody who finds themselves in an all-male voting place uh, like Washington 
is oh, I, for a minute I thought you meant like all guys and you're like this is a sausage like a fast house or something yeah. no, I, I'll, 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 <laughs> it's the drugs yes okay I'm blaming the drugs I don't know what my excuse is the rest of the time but I'm blaming the drugs this time. well played uh, if, if you're in an all male in voting and uh, it, like uh, Washington State is is of course where my experience is uh, don't if you have the option then physically take your ballot to the local county courthouse or something. Don't drop it in the mailbox. I know that's terribly convenient, but mm. uh, especially this year when we have all, you know, the, the n- never mind the politics that is creeping in. And if you think that we're going to get away where the U S mail service is going to be completely apolitical everywhere, then you're, you're not paying attention to 2020 because there's, there's going to be some shenanigans with the mail service. Um, but even that, even without that, uh, they have had this slowdown. They have had a lot of delivery problems. It's taken three weeks to get mail at some point. Um, if you want your ballot to be reliably delivered, you deliver it yourself. Yeah. And for me, at least, you know, I'm two miles from the downtown courthouse and I, I can walk my ass down there and drop my ballot into the Dropbox at the assessor's office, which I can't do anything after that. If, if the County assessors are all, uh, or the, you know, are all corrupt, but at least I can make sure that from my hand, it got to the assessor without subjecting it to yet another middleman of the post office. Yeah. Well, yeah, because one, you don't know what happens while it's in their hands Two, You don't know how long it's going to take. If it's ever going to get there, it's interesting here in Chicago, because I think three mail carriers it's been so far in 2020 shot on the job and the mail carriers are threatening to you know stop going to the areas where this is happening. But then, well, now, how do you do that? Were, were if you're there any female carriers shot, maybe if you re- actually the last one was a female mail carrier. Um, what I'm do you do then? Oh, transgender. Of course. Oh. Right. Well, that's different, too. But when you have the mail carriers refusing to get the mail, then. When you're voting that way, then you're taking away a constitutional right to vote. Correct. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah, that that'll be called out as as voter suppression. And that's why I'm wondering. It's like, is this why it's happening? So then you could be like, see, we couldn't vote in this neighborhood because so then if the if you don't get the result you want, then you, you can go back to all of these. Like, see, we had problems here. So let's just redo these areas. It, if if I were carrying mail on that route and you know, they were like, you need it. Yeah, I'd be like, OK, then. You're sending me a police escort every time, or I, I'll find another job. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm totally on the side of the people, the mail carriers who don't want to. It's like the truckers who are like, if if your city shuts off its police, we're not delivering goods to your city anymore. When it comes to the electoral college, the one change that I kind of would like to see made, and tell me if I'm nuts on this, because I think three states already do this. We talked about this when we did the electoral college episode. But I think it's 47 states. The winner gets 100 percent of the Electoral College votes, no matter what. Even if the one side wins by one vote, you get the whole state. Three states, they break them up. So if you get 50, you know, if the winner got 70 percent of the vote and the loser got 30 and you had 10 votes, well, the winner gets seven and the loser gets three. I like the idea that not all the electoral votes go to the winner of the state, because I do feel disenfranchised here in Illinois. And I'm sure you feel the same way, Larry, that if your your vote's not really going to count because, you know, the no. guy you're voting for isn't going to win. 
So mm-hmm. why even go vote? This is the the biggest problem I have with people that say, oh, well, Hillary won. Hillary won the popular vote. She won by three million votes. There were about three million registered voters in Illinois who didn't vote. I wonder how many of them would have voted the other way if they thought their vote counted. California the same way. So mm-hmm. the, the last time that I looked this up was was around the 2016 election. And at the time, it was Maine and Nebraska were the only states that, that awarded votes proportionally. But that seems to make more sense, doesn't it? Um, I mean, to an extent, uh, if if you it, I guess it depends on whether you look at the United States as a uh, a large collection of people or or as the, you know, the United States as a collection of independent states governments. Um, if they're state yeah. governments, you let the state government do whatever the hell they want, which is. Yeah. Which is the that is the biggest thing going against abolishing the Electoral College. That is that if you do that, the concept of federalism starts to break down and people who are no agenda fans, anybody who has been involved in the whole Mastodon thing, the Twitter replacement, if you will, you heard it say, well, it's it's the Fediverse and it's the same kind of a concept, which is in the United States, we have a federalist system, which is. The states get to make their own laws and they're all just kind of bound together under the federal system, which means, you know, there's a little bit of oversight. But overall, the states get to do whatever they want, but the states have their own autonomy. If you get rid of the Electoral College, then you could totally forget a state. It doesn't matter. You know, they they may have absolutely zero say. One of the reasons why I support the Electoral College is because uh, I I absolutely think that governance should always be on the smallest unit that can be effective. And uh, states are a smaller unit of government than the federal. And I think that a lot of the problems that we have in the U.S. has been a result of the shift of power to Washington, D.C. for almost everything that we regulate in this country. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Trump's responsible for every covid death in New York and California, but he had nothing to do with New York or California. That's their governor. Oh, you know, blame. Yeah. You know, it's easy to blame. It's easy to blame. Easy. But when it when it came to putting the Electoral College in, it's interesting because everybody seems to be uh, saying today that, well, this is to make sure the flyover states get counted. And that's not really what the founders had in mind, although it's it's a good side effect of the whole thing that we let people in Wyoming have a say that so they're not completely mm-hmm. forgotten. Because if you go just no, by a popular vote, then what do you, you could win the presidency on like three main cities? Uh, well, what 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 the founders had in mind was exactly that problem was uh, they had just come away from a situation uh, from from feudalism where mm-hmm. uh, the lord of an area had full support over that area. And they knew that a straight up popular vote in charge of everything was going to bring us right back to feudalism because. Even in the days when they were drafting the Constitution, um, you know, we had uh, a majority of the country of the population, the the population of the country was focused almost entirely in uh, uh, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and uh, maybe Charleston. Uh, uh, And what they knew was if they went straight popular vote, then the result would be that a collusion of the mayors of those population centers could control the entire country. Right. And, and that, I mean, that's exactly what the Democrats are looking for is they own 
the population centers and they want to own the entire country. And if you can, if you can, like, if you can control New York City, you control New York State, the rest of the state, everybody upstate, Albany, Rochester, fuck them. They have no political power. If (laughs) if the power is not coming from the city, it's done. Uh, California, it's, uh, you know, uh, L.A. Basin, uh, San Francisco Bay. Silicon Valley. Um, if you're not in those areas, um, fuck you. You know the the, right. the state of Jefferson in Northern California. They have no political power whatsoever because True. they're not the population center. And it's every case where it, you have a population center controlling uh, everything, even the the rural places where you know the the people in the city are. Even if you don't assume some kind of corruption, they don't understand what it's like to be outside of the city and they cannot possibly take account of the types of problems that rural people face. So they can't possibly rule them correctly. But everything about the popular vote system says that we put all the power in the population centers. And that means that the urban areas will always politically control all of the outlying rural areas. Uh, the founders of the country did not want that on a national United States basis. So they put the electoral college so that the places that weren't New York, Philadelphia, Boston would still have a say in how the government works. Well, but part of that was also because they didn't think the people in the rural areas would have a clue who they were voting for. And rightfully so back in the 17, 1800s, because we didn't have the internet, you know, you didn't have an easy you way say that like people have a clue today. Well, no, they don't. I don't believe they have any more of a clue today, but this was the reason that was given. This was today. We're being given a choice between a megalomaniac and a zombie. How many people have a, 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 are really educated on the whole situation right now? I would like the megalomaniac zombie for a thousand Alex, but <laughs> when it comes down to it, this was a one of the checks and balances put in, which was the Electoral College. If the the people elected them, you know, this was they represented the people. They were the ones doing the work, if you will. So if there was an issue, yeah, they would the vote for the right candidate. They were afraid that the regular person wouldn't know what the issues were. And I would agree that's still happening today. But the other thing, which is funny, because this is what the left claims Trump is. The founders were very afraid of a populist president being elected just by popular vote could be a charlatan. And I'm thinking somebody like Kanye West, who, okay, he's a good musician and all, but he has mental issues. It seems fairly obvious to anybody following along. Yeah, he wants to be president. That's pretty strong evidence. You should never be president. But let's just be honest. If Kanye West got the most popular votes, the electoral college is there to go. Mm, no, 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 we're not going to place our votes for him. And this is exactly what the left claims Trump is. Yet they want to abolish the electoral college again, simply because they've seen recently. And this has only happened four times in history, but the last two times gave the win to the Republicans. So that's enough for the Democrats because they're stupid to go off on this. But they think you can go back and replay what already happened. Like I said, only a 55 percent of the people turned out to vote in 2016. In New York, we have a socialist mayor. We have a horrible governor. Twenty seven, 27 percent of the people turned out in New York to vote for these guys. So, you know, the question really is, 
when every vote counts, what would that do to the numbers? And until you try it, nobody really knows, which would be would be hilarious to me if there was actually the Democrats who were successful and got rid of the Electoral College, which is nearly impossible because I think you need like two thirds of the House and Senate and then like two thirds or three fourths or something of the of the states to ratify that. But even if they could do that in the first election out, they lost big time because everybody in California that would vote for a conservative was going, oh, my vote didn't matter before, but it does now. All these people in these major metropolitan areas, and there are a lot of them. I looked up the votes in 2016 and uh, Trump got four, four and a half million votes in California. So Hillary won. And he he might have got a lot more votes in California and not enough to get the 51 percent. So it was a strategic move. But if he had ever campaigned there, he didn't. The entire 2016 election, Trump never visited California because why would he? Right. Because you're not going to win. Right. I get it. It's a waste of time. Well, my question is, you know, uh, where all this shakes out is it seems that now as never before, I mean, the, the closest, I mean, I guess it was the, what, the 2000 election with Gore and Bush, it was contested and it was all this hanging Chad bullshit and it went around for a little while and then. But now we've Gore computerized said, everything. Yeah. And the, but then Gore <laughs> just said, yeah, okay, it's yours. And, and it, it kind of was over. Um, it seems that, that, that the, uh, what, what would you call it? The social contract uh, has been, uh, has been negated, has been shredded by, I don't know what. But what's the future cast here? Because people are saying, let's let's say it is a contested election. Let's say people are saying, no, no, we have to wait for uh, whatever. What is going to happen? You've got you've got things going. A lot of people say, well, Civil War Two, Civil War Two. I'm not so sure it's that or it's just sort of a communist insurrection. I mean, there's no question. There's absolutely no question. This fucking Antifa cancer is organized and funded by dirtbags. And that's who seems to be really driving this whole thing. They're not going to sit back in the heels and go, okay, okay, it's okay. We, you know, we will throw in. We will we'll we'll, uh, concede. No, it seems like no matter what happens. This is going to fester and fester. What the hell is the future? That's a good question. Are you asking, are you, are you asking how we get out of this or are you asking what I think is going to happen? The I'm asking what, what, what is, what is going to happen? I mean, what is going, let's, let's just say, well, I mean, it's for, not, for it's, the, it's, you don't, you don't have, you know, let's just say election night. They just say, well, no, let's whoever, let's say Trump wins. And, and the other side said, so, and, and Joe says, no, no, he didn't. I'm not, I'm not accepting that. I'm not going to concede. Now what? Well, I think that's almost a certain. Yeah. Yeah. Now what? Well, uh, and now what is that um, the election results get argued in uh, the the court of public opinion? They start working their way through the courts. The Supreme Court may I don't know if it'll have eight or nine justices at that point um, is going to be called to rule on a number of issues, but it'll take them a while. Um, meanwhile, uh, the. Uh, riots in the city cores are going to step up. You you better mm-hmm. you know get the hell out. If, if you are in the downtown of one of these big city cores, that then you need to like just get the fuck. You know what? If you have a condo there, don't even wait to sell it. Just fucking leave <laughs> because it's mm-hmm. going to be burned down either way. Um, yeah, get the insurance after. Well, I think that the the um the unrest is going to be ramped up and mm-hmm. and, and pushed on by the the mainstream media who are 
you know, for, first of all, my, my first prediction is that I believe Trump is going to win in a landslide if the election is is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've maintained that for a while, uh, not least of which is uh, the, the Democrat Party. I don't know exactly what their strategy is here, but they they are literally putting a man with dementia up uh, there. There's never going to oh, be yeah. a debate. They won't allow that. Uh, mm-hmm. They they cannot let Biden open his mouth between now and the election. And uh, if by any chance Biden gets declared or installed as the winner, um, you know, and, and, and that could happen if, if the, the right graft and the right corruption appears in the right places or, right. or some, the, the proper court gets bought off or something, then, you know, uh, Biden will not live to January 19th. Um, he will, he is not fit to be president. And even the people on the left who are, uh, you know, you know, and I don't mean just in the left, like people in the DNC, who which is a thoroughly corrupt organization and is is lying to most of their constituents. But um, they may be corrupt, but they're not completely stupid. They know that Biden cannot run the country. Oh, sure, it's clear he's a placeholder. Why, sure, yeah, yeah. So if 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 they can push Biden through, because you know the the they. <laughs> In their minds, at least, I don't know how much this is true, but the the white male vote still matters, which is why they need a white man. I I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I really don't understand the choice of Biden, but I do know that if Biden becomes the president elect, he will not he will not live to inauguration day, and Harris will be brought in as the first female president. A wave of fanfare, uh, but the problems are all going to occur between now and election day. Uh, there's I mean, like I said, the the rioting is going to step up a, a new notch. Uh, yes. All of the parts of Portland that haven't already burnt down are going to <laughs> catch fire anew. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I love the 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 threat when when Ginsburg died. Uh, the the threat by uh, a number of people, including uh, at least one Democrat senator, who's like, if Trump tries to push through a justice to the Supreme Court before the election then we will burn the country down. I'm like, burn what down? You've already done most. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> are you, are you, wait, are you going to completely throw out the rule of law? Or are yes. you going yeah, to burn the central want, sure. cities to the ground? Are you going to start race riots? What exactly are you going to do? Yes. And what are you going to do that you haven't done already? Well, yeah, I'm just going to keep going because capitalism's bad. The patriarchy's bad. White guys are bad. But you're right. That's the weirdness of. Not only is it a Joe Biden nomination, you know, he's not only is he the nominee, but the second closest guy that they had, the second closest candidate they had was Bernie Sanders, another old white guy. It made absolutely Anacomi. no sense. And uh, Anacomi. yeah, well, that was the funny part, man. He, Biden doesn't even know when to keep his mouth shut, because when they do let him out yesterday or the day before that when he went oh yeah i beat the communist or you know i beat the socialist you know we were as far as like, it's, yeah and it's like do you not know who your who your people are backing who, who you the only yeah. people who are backing you right now yeah well see i do yeah. believe that the people in the streets and it's interesting because you're seeing the usual people in the mainstream media that are pivoting now to a story of well, all of this violence in the street, these were all just peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters. And then and then white, white, hateful white supremacists and they then these terrorists, just white people. They're the ones that came in and start causing violence. It's like they're trying to turn this from uh, 
the reality of the situation, because, I mean, I know there was a lot of white supremacists when Chicago was it like six billion dollars in damage in one night or was it six billion? It was was it was one or the other. It's hard to remember. It was B. It was with a B. It was. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you know, if, if you count up all of the human effort that has gone in to building some of these big cities, it uh, what, what is not billions, not trillions. What you know, what whatever the next step is past trillions, I think it's the one after that. Uh, um, the amount of human effort j- that's gone into making these cities is truly immense over a lot of people over a long time. And I, I think that, I, well, I, I know this is going to be a controversial opinion, but we probably shouldn't be so cavalierly destroying all of that human value hmm. just yeah. because a few people have their feelings hurt. Well, you know, it, the thing is, this is how it happened in Russia in 1917. It was, it was done. It was a violent takeover. It's how it happened in mainland China. And nobody seems to sort of get that, I think. I mean, am I the only one seeing that? It's, 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 they, they want to intimidate, destabilize, um, you know, defund the cops, but, but, but nobody, there's going to be cops. The, except MSNBC the cops will be their cops. Huh? Nobody on MSNBC is ever going to draw that parallel, I'll tell you. No, no. And, and the, the fact that, that we, you know, people don't talk to each other anymore. And, and COVID has made that exponentially worse. But even before that, uh, people don't really talk to each other. Like most people couldn't pull their, you know, couldn't find their neighbors in a police lineup. You, mm-hmm. you just don't. What, what we do is we talk to, uh, we, we have our social bubbles on social media where we find a group of people who all think exactly the same as me. Nobody's ever introduced to new political concepts. Nobody is ever introduced to new ideas. Uh, we, we don't have just general conversations like uh, you know i i I, one of the things that makes me very very angry is that we are as a society societal norms are we're not allowed to talk about politics over the thanksgiving table yeah or religion or, or religion which is a real problem because the result is you have a whole bunch of people who have gone their whole lives never being allowed to talk about politics in polite company and the only people that are ever allowed to talk about politics with is their fucking Marxist professor or, <laughs> right. uh, or, or the, the thought bubble that they have on Facebook who I, and the result is we all have these completely novice ideas about politics that have, have never been fleshed out. We've never thought more than, than surface layer thoughts about it. We've never really critically and not analyzed most of our ideas. We all just have be like, well, I like socialism because free stuff. And that's as far as we've ever thought about it. And everybody we ever talked to about politics agrees with us. And then this is the mindset. Nobody ever gets their ideas challenged because it's not polite to talk about politics in, you know, in polite company or amongst anyone because, you know, and it's a vicious cycle because talking about politics gets people defensive, gets them angry, makes them not want to talk more. Um, and the reason you get angry is because you've never done any rational thought about it. You have to lead with emotion, which is the only thing you've got. And these are the people that now every single time you log onto a goddamn social network, they're like, go vote. And I'm like, no, because if you have never applied any critical thinking to what you're going to say when you get to the ballot box, then I don't think you should vote. Oh, well, there should be tests for voting. That's that's the that's a big big flaw right there in the system. Well, I mean, the fact that anybody can walk in there and vote is fucking. That's just hellacious. 
I, I agree sure. with Absolutely. you to an extent, but but okay. uh, I warn you that has been tried in the country, and that was a recipe for racism in the South after the Civil War. There there are concerns. Well, but people are going out with no clue of reality, but that's never going to change because the media has no clue of reality. And I think the social media networks were not intentionally set up for this. I think this was just the easy way to go. I mean, this is why Twitter was 140 characters. It was like a text message. But the end result of the way people communicate on social media, I mean, we could have a nice. This is grumpy old Ben. This is the beauty of a two hour plus show. No agenda does a three hour show. There are a lot of podcasts that let somebody have a really in-depth conversation where you can get into the minutia of stuff. Social media is literally the just the headlines and not even all the headlines sometime. And trying to have any kind of discussion or argument with people on social media is nuts. I've just gone to blocking people. It just seems to make more sense because you can't have the argument. There was a guy who started a thread that got to legendary it's uh, just legendary amount of messages in it that started with him going after me and Adam and John from No Agenda with, hey, look, the, the Hannity's getting sued by the Seth Rich family for emotional distress. And, you know, Dvorak and Curry are next. And we went back and forth a little until I finally said, well, show me one place in America where a pundit has been successfully sued for emotional distress for a story that they did on their program. And I don't have to do that. I'm like, well, okay, your our argument's done now because mm-hmm. you have. But this this went on for like days after, and just keep putting stuff up. And you know, one person puts up a link, and I mean, I've fallen into this myself, to where it's like, here, I'll post a link that proves my point. And then they prove a link from MSNBC that proves theirs, and I'll put one up from Breitbart, and it gets nowhere because you're not actually sure. having a conversation at that point. No, you know, where do you get the in depth con- in depth conversations? You know, besides grumpy old Ben's, I don't know. Can 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 we get back to complaining about California? Because I actually sure. read, yeah. I read a <laughs> uh, an executive order from Gavin Newsom, and I regret that. Yes, but, but I think we do have to find out, Larry. Do you own gas powered vehicles? I mean, are you one of them evil people? I'm so evil. Yes, <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. This yeah. will affect you then. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, all these well, all, once they're all outlawed, they can run on pixie dust. Same as that's what that's what powers Gavin. So no, it they, won't be a, won't be a they run on electricity. You just, you know, you plug well, your yeah. car into the grid and then and then exactly. you don't get to commute the next day because they shut your power off because. Well, yeah, that was what, yeah. what was that story we did a couple of weeks ago? Was it in the in London that all of a sudden all the electric cars being plugged in at uh, one that, point? That was on Monday. We did that story. And and yes, that. So I've I've got a whole whole package that I put together. The the big story is uh in case anybody missed it, um Gavin Newsom wants to ban gas-powered vehicles in California by 2035. Okay, is that like even all trucks and I mean everything? Everything. Uh all it's uh well residential all new all new gas-powered passenger vehicles. Okay. Uh are 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 going to be on now. Okay, so all of the stories were, you know, Newsom wants to ban this and he ex- issued an executive order and, uh, and you know, it, you're not allowed to sell in. Uh, so I went ahead and, uh, you know, I started, I took a, a clue from Adam Curry and Jen Briney and actually went and read the Newsom executive order. And first of all, um, I, let me, let me start with why was this an executive order? Um, 
there there have been legislation in California trying to do this for a while. Um, putting it out in as, as an executive order completely bypasses the California legislature, some of whom are Republicans and some of whom actually still believe that they should represent the people. Newsom has no such illusions. He just wants to a virtue signal and re- represent, you know, the 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 straw men that he's decided are the people that like him. Yeah, got to get the Green mm-hmm. New Deal in. Sure. So, uh, what does this actually do? Well, it directs a bunch of state agencies uh, it to do set some goals. That's actually all it does. It, it's not declaring anything. Uh, it is directing the Air Resources Board of California to develop a plan to phase out uh, uh, any new gas-powered vehicles by 2035. Uh, it directs various state agencies to develop strategies for, oh, I love this one, an integrated statewide rail, statewide rail and transit network and incorporate safe and accessible infrastructure into projects to support bicycle and pedestrian options, <laughs> particularly in low-income and disadvantaged communities. So if you're poor, you could ride your bike in the rain to work. Yeah. So we're going to have new infrastructure for that. To ride uh, bikes. What kind of infrastructure do we need to ride bikes? Actually, I was more the, the statewide rail and transit network. Um, well, at, 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 at what cost? Let's see. How many times has California decided to blow a crap ton of state money in order mm. to create some kind of rail network across the state? And how many times has that been finished? Right. Well, you know, they've already been at this for a while. They, you know, these assholes uh, in certainly here in Los Angeles uh, several years ago decided they came up with that. I love the terms they come up with. You know, it's always the the verbiage always fascinates me. They came up with road diets, road (laughs) diets. What what are you feeding your road? Is it high in protein or fats? Democrats. Yeah. And so they said, you know, here's the, you know, probably the most congested traffic uh, plagued fucking place on, on a planet. Uh, and so what are they, what's the solution? Well, they, they took some major thoroughfares and removed one, sometimes two lanes, uh, from, from motor vehicle usage and turned them into bike lanes. Genius. Pure genius. Okay. There's, there's an interesting, an interesting idea, uh, called induced demand. Are you familiar with this? Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. It is. It is used as a justification for road diets and for not creating new roads. And right. it goes something like this. Um, when you create new lanes on a freeway, uh, the existence of those new lanes causes travel to become easier and people will make more trips. And because people are making more trips that were created by the existence of the lanes, the lanes will fill up immediately. And you're right back to where you were with higher traffic. You know, so if, if you have three lanes on the freeway and it has, it is gridlocked 10 hours a day. The idea is if you add a fourth lane at whatever cost, then that fourth lane will free up traffic and make it easier to get places and people will start going places. And within five years, you'll be gridlocked again on that. And all of that is true, by the way, to an extent. But the problem is that it is used for justifying not adding the lane. So what induced demand actually is, is it is, uh, it's actually, it goes by another name. It's pent up demand. It is, uh, the population has grown such that 
people will need to get from point A to point B. And the freeway is gridlocked all the time. And so half of them are finding other routes and half of them are putting off the trips or not making the trips, which is in fact what road designers want. They want, and this, this is uh, when, when you have a, an authoritarian planner in any level of government, usually socialist, uh, what, what their primary, one of the best tools that they have is to inconvenience people into doing what they want. Right. In the case of roads, you inconvenience people by making it, you know, letting the roads be gridlocked to the point where people are like, you know, actually, I didn't need to go see that show because it's going to take 45 minutes to get there and it's only 10 miles away. Well, yeah, like here in Chicago, when they put the bike lanes in and then all of a sudden the bike lanes were empty and everybody was just sitting there in their cars like I can't go anywhere because there's too much traffic because I don't they took a lane away. You know, there might be a prayer of that working in Chicago, which is, you know, the times I've been here struck me as being flat as a pancake Uh, in, you know, L.A. is a fucking mountainous town. So unless you're Lance Armstrong, um, (laughs) you have some trouble navigating on a fucking bike. I've got two balls. You know, it's it's insane. It's absurd. Yeah. So uh, the the induced demand argument always bothers me when people use it to try to justify not adding any more capacity because the the demand. I mean, it, it is true that by adding another lane, the pent up demand from other places goes path of least resistance to that new lane. Um, but it is not the new lane. The new lane did not create the demand. What created no. the demand was years and years and years of population growth with no new capacity of growth. And mm-hmm. so in, in, you know, if you, if you have three lanes on a freeway and it's always gridlocked, if you add a fourth lane, then it frees it up and some of the demand moves and it, yes, the freeway will back right up, but all of the surface streets around it will be proportionally less crowded. And you have actually made things better, but in ways that are hard to measure. And and one of the rules about testing that I've learned long ago, uh, Microsoft was fantastic at this, was if it's hard to measure, then you just assume that there's no impact. <laughs> that doesn't seem so, to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, road diets are are one of those. Uh, if if you have decided that the outcome you want is for fewer people to take trips, then you reduce the capacity and make it so inconvenient that mm-hmm. nobody will ever want to take the trip because it's such a pain in the ass. Then you've satisfied your goals of reducing trips by mm-hmm. lowering effective happiness across the board because everybody's frustrated that it's always high traffic. But if, if the only metric you're measuring is how many trips are being taken then hey astounding success yeah it's all over to window stuff though because this is we know the major cities including london's talked about this recently want to ban all personal vehicles from the city anyway so this is this this concept of california and no gasoline cars i think they're just moving towards that or am i wrong here sounds Uh, right yeah so, okay, what, what the Newsom executive order actually does is it just sets a bunch of goals for state agencies. It doesn't set any rules. It doesn't set any, make any changes. It actually, it changes nothing other than if you happen to be working at a state agency, then your, your goals have, you know, your goalposts have moved for what you're trying to do. However, it, sounds, it made, yeah. huh? 
No, well, I'm just just oh. want to butt in for a second. Is this is this kind of a backdoor way of Newsom sort of taking the onus of that idiotic decision f- from his own back and shifting it onto his agencies? So that's oh well, I didn't say that. I'm just I'm just setting fresh goals. Where in that the the end result is still the same. Nobody's allowed to ship a gas powered car into California in 15 years, and he can and he'll, he'll be of course who knows where he'll be by then. You hope so he'll be gone. Well, it wasn't my idea. It's blame the agencies. I don't think that's the case, or at least if if that was his plan to shift the blame, then he he failed at it miserably because every story says. Uh, Newsom is banning electric or gas powered cars. So if, if he's trying to shift the blame, he's not doing a very good job. I think this is about building Newsom's legacy because even he cannot have delusions of still being governor in 2035. Well, he, he wants to be, so be president in 2035. Yeah, yeah. By the time, by the time, by the time that, you know, those 15 years when that's actually happening, it won't, nobody's going to recall that it was Newsom's. They're going to be blaming, you know, the air quality commission or whatever the fuck it is. Maybe. So, so, uh, here's, uh, the, uh, the, the new guidelines or the, the goals that they want to set is that all new passenger vehicles sold in California must be zero emission. Uh, zero emission means battery or hydrogen fuel cell. Um, it specifically excludes hybrids in case you were wondering if that Prius was going to work. Wait, okay. So you, so you can get a Prius. No, no, so uh, no, no, no. Exclusive. If if it has a gas cap, then oh, it's out. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Including hybrids. So uh, if you know if it has two engines, if it has a combustion engine, even if you're running it on battery most of the time, if it has a combustion engine, it's out. Now, um, it, this only directly impacts car sales, new car sales. So it won't. Uh, you know, starting 2035, the used car market for for gas guzzlers is going to be huge. Um, and it only affects in California. So I expect the, uh, most successful, uh, <laughs> car dealerships are going to suddenly move to prim Nevada or somewhere. Yeah. Just over the border. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, let's see, uh, what other, uh, interesting things, um, Judd Deere, the white house spokesman said, president Trump won't stand for it. I, I don't know exactly what he won't stand for because Trump won't be in office in 2035 either. No. How do you know? He might be. <laughs> He'll be like 90. <laughs> he could still you know what? be there. I'll tell you what. By 2035, California is going to look like the, what was it? The, the Chaz zone up there in the Portland. It <laughs> yeah, won't Seattle. matter. Yeah. You know, Seattle. It won't, it yeah. won't matter. It will not matter. It's well, going to look like, uh, uh, you know, the, the, it's just going to continue to spiral out of control. If people are fleeing, first of all, you know, the road diets are working because people are getting the fuck out of California as fast as they can. Yeah. And New and York, massive, massive migration and New York, massive migration away from, uh, this state. As long as when uh, the, wherever they go, I, uh, I'm perfectly fine with that as long as wherever they go, they don't fucking vote more California into the other states. <laughs> well, of course they will. But they will. You know, of course they will. Yeah. I mean, if I was uh, if I was if I was running Florida or Texas, I'd say no California is allowed. Stay out. <laughs> yeah. You're not welcome. Well, here. and the problem really? is, like, you know, like you said, there's there's you know millions of uh, of Republicans of, of, you know, conservatives of uh, or, or at least people who don't think that the California way is the right way to govern a place. And and those are the lion's share of who's leaving because they're so unrepresentative. They're unrepresented in California government. Um, I I think those people will probably be just fine. But it's the you know it's the ones who were like, well, I'm 
I really all, you know, I voted Democrat all my life and I really think that that's a good idea, but uh, it, you know, and, and I think that I really like this Newsom fellow. He seems very nice, but um, it's too expensive here. So I'm going to move somewhere else and I'll vote for the next Democrat. Those are the people. Yeah, yeah. Problem. Sure. Sure. Like when they, when they don't realize, and this, this is, you know, going to fuel at some point, I don't know when it will fuel my decision to get the fuck out of the state of Washington, where I've lived my whole life and really, really like it here. love the weather, love the climate, the geography, everything except the people. Uh, but when uh, 52% of the people after going through five months of this unconstitutional lockdown decided 52% on the primary to pick the existing dictator over 30 some odd other uh candidates uh, then i'm like okay the the state is lost these people do not understand cause of effect they can't Mm -hmm. they can't figure out that that the source of their woes is the fact that they keep voting the same assholes into government who are causing the problems yeah but wasn't that just way too many choices if if they could have only chosen one good alternative to newsom maybe or to uh uh, find out in november Insley, they're all alike i guess they are so uh I, I want to get to uh, the technical parts of this California ban because I, I did some picking apart. Yeah. Besides um, just creating a new gig economy job of drive me a car from wherever I can buy it out of state. Well, the first problem and, and anybody who owns an electrical car should uh, probably already know this. Um, it turns out California is really, really big and doesn't have enough electric vehicle charging stations. Yeah. And they have rolling uh, blackouts, which means if you're driving through California oh, that, with an electrical vehicle. One. Uh, but, uh, you know, first of all, there, there are a ton of places with no charging stations or, uh, you know, places along the interstate, for example, that only has, you know, an entire town with, with two charging stations. And, uh, if you know anything about electric vehicles, they don't charge as fast as you can fill up a a gas tank. They, uh, you have to sit there and, you know, this is, this is something that a lot of people who own electric cars just accept is, uh. Oh, we're going on a really long road trip, but every 250 miles, we have to stop and have lunch or sit in a restaurant or, you know, just read a book for an hour and a half while the fucking car charges. Mm-hmm. That's well, I, that that's how road trips work now. Um, now, th- that is uh, not how uh, Gavin Newsom envisions it. In fact, um, it he's probably going to uh, use that to push. Well. If you're traveling long distance across state, you need to use this new rail line, the new rail system. You know, we're we're creating rails to go between cities. So uh, if 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 you want to travel, don't take a car. He knows Um, that's bullshit. The the end game is to eliminate gas powered cars and then all cars. And then the primary mode of transportation in this state will be rickshaws. (laughs) <laughs> and they will be pulled. They will be and, and they will be pulled pulled and powered by people who did not vote Democrat. That's how it's gonna work. <laughs> I, I I I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with, I, I'm not sure I want to live there, but I, I like to see the future. <laughs> that um I saw I did see an awesome uh joke the other day. It said, uh what what did Californians use before candles? <laughs> Electricity. Yeah, it's perfect. So true. <laughs> So um, the other problem with electric vehicles is that there is not a, there's a lot of infrastructure in cities. It's just not available. Uh, you know, uh, the, the first and foremost is where where do most people plug in their electric cars home? Um, well, in front of their house, yeah. you, you run an extension cord out to your driveway. 
What if you don't have a house? What if you're a renter and you have to rely on on-street parking? Well, most cities don't let you run an extension cord across the uh, sidewalk. That would be that, dangerous. That's illegal. Yeah. And, and not legal. So you can't charge your vehicle by running an extension cord to your on-street parking right now. So how do you charge? You got you to gotta go stop at one of the local charging stations and pay a crap ton of money for it. Uh, um, you know, there's, there's not a, a lot of, there's just not a lot of places. And uh, if <laughs> with, with all of the restrictions on business, you know, N- Newsom seems to be expecting that by 2035 and, and they, you know, the, one of the directives to a state agency was uh, we need to uh, make sure that we increase the electric vehicle charging infrastructure. I'm not sure how um, California is so business hostile anymore. Who is going to, set up a, an electric vehicle charging station along the freeway anymore. Yeah. Well, and you understand what it does to your normal day-to-day life. If you then get these rolling blackouts, which is okay. Yep. I got home from work and then I had a rolling blackout. Now I have to go back to work, but I haven't had power. So how do I get back to work? You don't. And that's the other major problem with it. That was not addressed. Even in the lease is that PG and E cannot keep the fucking lights on in the state now. And how you do with the drain from cars, uh, you know, the, the average electric car, if, if you are just commuting to and from work, not even, not even heavy driving, um, the average electric car will use as much power daily as the average home. So every effectively, every time that a home buys an electric car, you have doubled the power draw on the network from that car. And Newsom now wants to convert every car to electric. Wow. So you're, um, you're doubling at least if you have two people in the home, you're like tripling your normal yeah. electric usage. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, the, uh, you know, electricity, uh, has to be generated somewhere, uh, somewhere. Even hydrogen fuel cell, the hydrogen doesn't just, you know, we don't farm hydrogen fuel out of the ground. We create it by electrolysis. You have to take electricity off the grid, put it into the, you know, you, you electro electrolyze water, put the energy in. You gather the hydrogen, you release the oxygen into the air, and then you catalyze the hydrogen in the car with oxygen from the air to get the power back out. And if it was 100% reliable or uh, efficient, which nothing is, then that power still came from the grid. And if it's so hydrogen fuel cells aren't the answer either. Um, all, all of this power is you're saying we can't get anything from fossil fuels anymore. We have to get it from the power grid. Um You've seen the stories about California's power grid can't keep up. They can't keep the lights on when everybody's using air conditioning. Uh, when every you know when everybody comes home from work at the same time of the evening at you know five p.m. Pacific and plugs in their electric cars, the whole freaking grid is going to fall over. Um, mm-hmm. But there are a couple other things that were tacked onto this this executive order that are going to definitely help. I know. Uh, one of them is by 2024, uh, the California agency, whichever, um, is no longer allowed to issue any new fracking permits. Uh. Um, and the uh, environmental agency is uh, is instructed to work with the Department of Energy to phase out all oil fields in California by 2035. The ultimate goal is the whole state will be carbon neutral by 2045. So they are banning fracking permits. They are phasing out any oil uh, extraction. 
Um, you, California will no longer be a, a source of oil, which it's, it's one of the biggest oil producing states oh, in the country right now. Sure is. Um, they're, they're not going to be any natural gas. Um, I, I tell you what, I, solar panels and wind, we, we talked about on Grumpy Old Ben's a couple episodes ago. Um, without dedicating the entire Mojave Desert to solar panels uh, with, with the associated infrastructure and maintenance, you are not going to be able to generate enough power. Plus, availability of these green energy sources is always poor, which means they are always backed up by natural gas plants. But California will not be able to produce its own natural gas, which means they're going to have to pipe it in or truck it in from some other state that is still allowed to frack. They're going to be importing gas. They're going to have these inefficient uh, time shifted uh, uh, power sources from solar and wind. Uh, They're going to ban electric cars. They're going to ban any kind of fossil fuels. Um, they are going to probably raise taxpayer monies to create uh, a statewide rail system. Um, I absolutely believe that if, you know, if they don't become a lot less business hostile, there won't be charging stations, which means we'll probably see a network of state run charging stations. Every single thing that I just said right now points to the cost of energy in the state of California is going to skyrocket. Sure. Yeah. Well, don't you remember Obama's thing? Well, we have my plan. Of course, your your electric bill is going to double. But I mean, this is this is good. This is good. And and then the last point I have on that is that uh, just by the way, for all of you who think that this is an important thing, um, high energy costs have been proven to disproportionately impact, quote, low income and disadvantaged communities, which was an exact quote of who Newsom wanted to help out in the order. Uh, because the rich people can buy solar panels and electric cars for those sweet government incentive programs. Poor people cannot go out and buy an electric car. Poor people do not put solar panels on their roofs because of the initial outlay. Poor people just get screwed when the power bill doubles every six months. It's like raising the minimum wage to help the poor. Yeah. So if you if you want to help out the poor, then incentivizing the rich to buy electric cars it might not be the best way to do it unless you're only virtue signaling because you're an asshole what happened to the good old days when we were about to run out of oil and all this this is why we needed Mm. to go into new things now it's like no no we have to stop this oil we have so much but it's and now it's bad that's that's something Uh but we were running out that was why we had to go to all this green stuff Mm -hmm. but now we're not running out it's weird and uh, we're being told climate change even though there's uh I mean, not only no proof against climate change, the proof seems to be just like everything else in the mainstream media, the exact opposite of what you're being told. Right. Climate change is now a religion. It is not. It is unfalsifiable. It, you are not. Al- it, shut up, heretic. You are not allowed to doubt the scripture. Well, well, it, it is beyond discussion at this point because true. it has been elevated to the, the status of religion. The, yeah. the people who believe in the religion of climate change will not listen to your arguments, even if they are rational and provable. Is there a I'm, way out for California? No. Yeah. Into the ocean. Doomed. <laughs> well, yeah. like we I mean, we were happy, Larry, that you did have a plan working to just get California and, uh, <laughs> and probably Oregon and, uh, and Washington too, just yes. kind of pushed off into the ocean. Yeah. Well, you know, Lex Luthor is alive. We've been working together and, uh, you know, 
I can't take credit for it. It was, it was his idea, but it's I mean, not a bad know. idea. Like putting a wall <laughs> up and just like put a one and then boom, let's let's separate. Let's uh, get back to sanity. You ever seen that Bond film uh, View to a Kill? Roger Moore, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roger Moore was Bond and uh, uh, Christopher Walken was the, the bad guy. Uh, Grace Max Jones. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I always felt like, you know, Roger Moore did a real disservice to uh to the world by stopping him i thought that max zorn had a pretty good idea <laughs> when when he decided that he was going to flood silicon valley and push the whole thing into the bay great idea i love that oh i mean there have to be blueprints for that plan somewhere uh somewhere we can resurrect them <laughs> we can resurrect them but <laughs> there's, uh, there's the whole documentary <laughs> there's uh, uh this is just a a situation that has grown from apathy of the average citizen, which I mean, this again goes back to why the electoral college is a thing because they knew that people were just not going to have the ability to follow the politics. And there are so many things that are distracting people now that we've totally lost sight of what our children are doing on social media, what their teachers are teaching them. The fact that the overall media landscape has turned into nothing but liberal pundits and not people actually trying to get factual stories out there. And it really is Orwellian in the amount of disinformation that is out there. And I think we all know people that buy into it and it's so far gone. I don't know how you can even try to start getting a foothold again if, if it's even possible i mean it it sadly this works into exactly what the left is calling for because at some point you go you know we really do need to just blow this whole thing up and start over again well, was it abe lincoln who said people pretty much wind up at the government they deserve and um you know the, the, the commies are yep. rabid they're organized they're they're dedicated well, why, they're should we get the, why should we get the government that they deserve because we because we've let them get away with their bullshit for decades that's why and i've been whining forever (laughs) (laughs) whining's not enough yeah you're not out of the streets man you're not armed and you're not taking prisoners yeah i mean it's just it's been it's been apathy that's we've you know what the other great quote i mean for evil to succeed all that need happen is good men do nothing and uh that's what's been going on for a very long time and in the schools, I mean, you still have a uh, kid in college, right? I mean, this is yeah. nuts. What's going it's on? Totally nuts. Although I got to say, you know, and I, I'll do my own future casting here and I could be very wrong. But what I what I what I see for schools, for academia, especially especially college level, um, I see a, a vast uh, decimation of, um, of of staffing of colleges i can see within 24 months um um, many college campuses being flipped into senior residences and condos i so hope so because people people who've been forking over 60 70 80 grand a year for shit boxes like nyu suddenly hey my kid can get the same stuff you know other than hands-on bricks and mortar where it's going to be you know medicine or chemistry we kind of have to be there right you tell me why the fuck somebody needs to sit in a classroom to get a law degree they don't they simply don't well, and and guys out there who have you know of the, the bezos type brain are figuring out right now how to deliver all these accredited degrees for a fraction of what bricks and mortar classes uh, schools 
are charging. And when that happens, you're gonna when you go to, into into a Starbucks, you get a lot of those PhDs with with green aprons on, asking if you want uh, <laughs> how, how you want your your latte season. That's what's coming. That's what I see coming. I, I think you're exactly right there, and I think that the the thing that makes you know the the college system has been uh, spiraling out of control, both in increasing costs and and its disconnection with from the rest of the world. And the thing that brings it all crashing down is the shattering of the illusion that we've had for the last 35 years that you need to have a college degree to get ahead in life. And I think that we are reaching a point where a lot of people are starting to realize, no, you don't, um, you know, the, the, the absolute best example is always trade school. You, you go learn, go learn a useful skill instead of learning how to, you know, instead of learning how to, you know, best protest and and push your Marxist doctrine, learn how to be a plumber or a, a an electrician or something. And they make pretty good money and you don't have to have a college degree. You just have to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that, that we did cover on GOB a couple months ago was, um, you know, when when Trump issued an executive order saying that. Uh, in government jobs, you are no longer allowed to require a degree unless you can prove that the skills given by that degree are necessary to do the job. And then you mm-hmm. only need to, you know, you, you need to require the specific degree. And I don't know how many federal jobs that openings there are that require gender studies, but I think <laughs> that the, the value of a degree went down immensely. Now, you know, uh, directly Trump can't, you know, can't directly impact uh, Silicon Valley or wherever, like, like my, uh, my, my industry programming where every, they won't even look at you if you don't have a college degree, uh, is still a problem. But then again, you know, every time a startup pops up, then that startup is like, well, can you code? I don't care if you got it. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's enough out there right now that the thing that makes the whole corrupt college system fall down is not somebody going in and, and forcing them to change it's them being forced into complete obsolescence and and they are and they are well the thing that actually made them obsolete was uh the the rise of the internet and the ability for every human being to have all the knowledge in the world at their fingertips that got rid of one of the primary things that that colleges always had which was a lock on library the best libraries the best materials the access to knowledge uh, the other but, thing that the other thing that colleges are still doing and you don't get a lot of outside of uh, a few corporate labs is they're still doing the research, uh, the, the like research science. But even then, um, the, the way that grants are being processed as as, you know, where uh, grants are given to whomever will get you the result that you want, which is terrible science. Mm-hmm. is already destroying that feature of colleges as well it's it's resulting in in colleges being uh, creating studies that are uh either completely pointless or uh, unreproducible and i think that the thing that's going to cause colleges to collapse is when in mass undergrads and undergrads parents are just going to look at this and go yeah, I don't need a degree i'm just going to go off and you know get myself a really well paying job doing something useful well, and parents just sending their kids out to party and do damage to their front teeth with uh, 
you know, they, <laughs> they should be uh, should yeah. be learning. Uh, I mean, I'll ask you this question, Ryan. I think I know your answer. I, I read an article the other day that a lot of the fraternities and sororities were just voting to just shut themselves down because they were so racist and uninclusive. And, and <laughs> what did you think about that? I mean, do you think these sororities and fraternities are racist because, you know, you look around I your fraternity and there's not enough black guys there's not enough asian guys there's not enough whatever and you're like oh man we're bad i i would not be surprised that people are are doing and saying that now because uh the critical race theory has reached critical mass in Mm. on campuses uh when i was there we were seeing the beginnings of of this leftist cultural shift uh take hold at the schools and we thought it was you know i I, I feel bad. Critical race theory is one of those things that I completely missed until it metastasized. But um, I, I always dismissed it as this is completely retarded or this is political correctness gone crazy. And it and is. I certainly saw a lot of that. Uh, but the fraternity when I was there was a bastion of people who all pretty much uniformly thought, yeah, this is complete bullshit. They did not have a, a foothold at the fraternity. And you know, I think back to my days Well, you know, I, I did my five year term in college. Um, it was probably one of the best development periods of my life and had nothing to do. You know, I love the access to libraries and the access to professors and uh, labs and information resources to learn. But I didn't learn shit during lectures, mostly because the even back then, the way that that instructors taught mostly some of them were really good. Some of them had really great lesson plans that they put a lot of time into. And I like those, but by and large, the classes were, they were reading to you out of a lecture, out of a book. And I'd already been forced at, at a tremendously high cost to buy the fucking book anyway. And I'd read it the first week of class. And then I already knew what they were going to talk about in the lecture. So half the time I didn't go to class, which did cause me some problems at the time, but the absolute best thing for me getting away to college was joining the fraternity house and being in a situation away from my family, away from my friends, away from all my support structures amongst a large group of people who did not give one fuck about my bullshit and were not going to put up with it. Now, is and that the reason these things are under fire? Do you think? I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't know. At this point, they might all be SJW hellholes. I, I don't true. pay too That's much true. attention these days. But I, I will say that the, the most important thing that I did in college, and this will be different for other people, was social development and to learn the important lessons that uh, no matter how special your parents think you are, uh, you the world does not owe you shit and you had better pull your weight or it's going to chew you up and spit you out. And that isn't something you're going to get at home with your parents because your parents love you. But everybody has to get into that one situation where you are living with or hanging out with or in a situation where people do not care. I mean, I mean, they'll, you know, they care about whether you live or die, but they are not going to spoon feed you your life. And if you have a 35 year old activist who's never left their parents basement, they don't have that lesson. And I think that that is a big thing that's wrong with a lot of the in society today is people not learning the lesson that, you know what, the world is fucking harsh. And sounds like you want to reinstitute the draft. I'd do the Maybe. same thing. <laughs> oh, 
right? Well, I'm yeah, old I enough mean, they wouldn't. If you want to so find out how meaningless you are, do a hitch in the fucking military. <laughs> yeah, well, well I did it. <laughs> you know, there are nations that you have to go into the military, yeah. and they seem to maybe have the right idea. Maybe they do. I, I, I don't know that I would go so far as to say we need the draft for that, but it, it is certainly one of the places where a lot of people back in the day got that experience. That's, uh, you know, that's how our parents generation got that experience. Was well, the- yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's how that's I think that's probably one of the core reasons that this nation is, is turned to shit, because previously you had vast, vast numbers of guys that had served in the military, had combat experience, courtesy of world wars, Korea's Viet, Korea, Vietnam, and so forth. And, and that has trickled down to a fraction of what it was. And the people that have that experience have a different worldview. They know how it works. And now you've got, you know, generations of people who have never faced the slightest bit of adversity in their life. And look at the society we've got. Yeah, we went from the ultimate reality check, which is yeah. being in the military to everybody gets a trophy, man. Right. And, and you're all child important. Left behind. No, you're not. Right. Exactly. Well, which is so. why you have the situation we're in, because all of those kids that are out there rioting and looting, well, they think, you know, everybody gets a trophy. I could do this. There's no re- repercussions. And there aren't at this point for most. Mm. You know, that's why I had to well, laugh. Some to- of the ones. I'm liking the ones that are looking at ten, a minimum 10 years for fucking up federal statutes. Yeah. Uh, statues. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that. Well, yeah. Was it in a Philadelphia? Lot. Was the first judge that was like million dollars bond for all these. And then the parents are like, is that right? How could you a do million this? To dollars. My, yeah. How could you do this to my poor kid who was just out rioting and looting? Suffer. Uh-huh. Good suffer. And mm. did, you, did you see this new legislation that uh, uh, DeSantis has, has brought in in Florida? No. Yeah, what is that? Uh, he, well, it, it, it it's basically a, a we're tired of your shit legislation, mm. and I don't know how much of it's going to pass, but uh, it has things like uh, you know, mandatory minimum sentences. If if you are in a a protest that turns violent and you are arrested in the same location, min, mandatory minimum six months. Mm. Uh, Good. It has things like uh, um, if uh, if somebody is blocking a roadway and uh, you fear for your life and uh, you know, run someone over that you are shielded from all liability for hitting them as long as they what? were in the roadway. I love that one. Oh God. I love that one. <clears throat> yeah. Rightfully so. Mm. Yeah. It, 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 it's basically, you know, a bunch of stuff like that, you know, and uh, Florida already has rules that, and this is by the way, the, the, where every, every single left-wing story was, was tearing this apart saying that it was voter suppression because um, it, it upgrades a number of things. Like if, if you do shit during a riot, then it's automatically upgraded to a felony. And in Florida, uh, a felony on your record causes you to lose your voting rights. Mm. Oops. Oops. Yeah, well, so um, I, 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 I had written down and I'll even throw the, the link in the show notes, but I hadn't taken notes on this one either. Uh, but it's definitely worth a read just for, okay, what, what, it's it's clearly reactionary and there's a few things in there that i looked at and were like well that's probably unconstitutional but um they are not this legislation is the kind of thing where it's like i know i we don't want to be new york again we don't want to Mm. be uh minneapolis we don't want to be seattle portland and la so you know no rioting here done well that's the one place i think you have to be serious is when it comes to the social unrest 
meaning, you know, individual crimes and stuff, you, know, you can give people some leeway. But once you start a mob action, like we've seen in so many of these cities, uh, things change instantly yeah. at that point because they know that these things are going to stretch the abilities of the police, which means you're putting the public in danger. And once you mm-hmm. do that, all bets are off. It's like if you're doing something as part of a riot that you end up getting killed for, it's like, you know, that's your own damn fault for being there. In general, I think that police during these riot situations have shown incredible restraint, and it shows me just how much I would have trouble being a police officer. <laughs> Uh, oh. You know, I, I I don't consider myself one of those people who would go out and be like, oh, I'm gonna shoot some commies. Just be like, I don't I don't feel like that. I don't think that anybody. Should. But at the same time, you know, after the the fifth or sixth brick that bounces off your helmet, you're sitting here like, okay, safety's going off. Mm-hmm. And rightfully mm-hmm. so. I mean, you have to be able to protect yourself. The concept that. The people that are enforcing the law, if you don't like the laws, go get them changed. But the people that are being paid to enforce the law, you know, that's uh, they're going to do their job and they have the right to protect themselves. I mean, it it shouldn't be that hard of a concept to to figure out. And the people that wanted to fund the police, I mean, we don't need a a long conversation about it. But the Alyssa Milano thing was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, You know, I mean, how do you not point to that? And then how does she hold her head up and be like? You know, making all these nice statements about the cops that came and were doing their job. And it's like, but you were calling to defund the police. And then you saw somebody maybe with a weapon on your property and everybody in your neighborhood calls the cops. Well, which is it? That's a very light head to hold up, I'm sure. <laughs> there's there's a I'm lot sure. of air in there, huh? Yeah. A little pin. I honestly don't understand why it was was a story at all. It's like a you know, major headline. Somebody, you know, somebody in Hollywood is being hypocritical. Like that, yeah. that is literally an actor's job Well, I, to lie about who they are. I just want to applaud those someone. They're not those cops for showing up the I mean, this now here's the thing. I mean, I haven't heard one in a while. Does anybody know what an air rifle sounds like when firing? Because I'm guessing it doesn't sound like an actual rifle, that there is a different sound no, to it. It's, it's, well, it's an, almost an inaudible pop. Yeah, I was going to say it, de- it probably depends on how much air is there because yeah. uh, it, it, the thing that gives a, a regular gunpowder fueled bullet uh, its pop is is the expanding gases and the, the, you know, especially if the bullet is supersonic. Right. Right. But um, in but, this case, so air I guess rifle, if you, if you if you made an air rifle that had enough air pressure behind it, it sound the same. But so there's a kid with an air rifle shooting squirrels. The police get called. I believe it was nine vehicles and a helicopter show up over her house. It's like, are you, you guys going to pay for this? Because uh, that's not a cheap trip over to in uh, manpower. And uh, the kid, I guess, turned himself in once he realized he was why they called at least. So this, I mean, whoever the kid was had balls because he's like, oh, that it's just me. I got my air gun, man. Uh, I'm not a terrorist or anything out here. Uh, oh, to them, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. just. Uh, this is the insanity that we're living in. This is the world where you have people saying one thing and then doing totally other things. And it happens on a daily basis. You can't have conversations with anybody anymore because people just get so triggered. And I mean, most of these videos, I mean, I'm sure you saw Larry, the the girl when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, the one driving 
and it's like this has to be fake but i don't think it is that one's just i was screaming. wondering about that you know i heard i heard uh, adam and john talk about that and they thought it might be fake and when they did i thought you know maybe maybe that is i i don't know i don't know it it's, could be i i could. I, I personally prefer it is it is safer to assume that most of the things you see on YouTube are fake until you have some reason to believe otherwise. And honestly, it it doesn't usually ma- the entertainment value is not usually lessened by knowing it's fake for me. But uh, yeah. at the same time, it never pays to doubt the existence of people that stupid. True. And yeah. And insane. it's True. like, but it does. It changes the entertainment value, because if that was like a conservative woman, just making fun of the the karens then she would deserve an acting job i'd be like i'm putting you in a movie (laughs) she was excellent yeah true Uh, but when you when you when you know you're staring into actual insanity when seeing that then uh it's it's a whole it's a whole different thing because you realize you know i think the three of us as you know crazy and an extreme as our views can be seen as are reasonable rational people that when you come up with somebody that disagrees with you you take that back you can have a reasonable (laughs) rational conversation and i don't believe that that is a i I do believe it's a majority of people but i believe there is a vastly growing number of people especially on the left that if they see you with a trump hat on or something that all bets are off like the two did the way they what like 21 year old women and was it Minneapolis that like took the kid's hat? Now they're getting they were charged with federal crimes, rightfully yeah. so. Yes. But it's like if you're 21 and you're that nuts where you're going to like fuck with a kid, then you deserve whatever you get. Yeah. Rationality is gone. But, uh, you know, with that said, uh, I, I want to give. Oh, you, uh, were you going to transition? Well, I was. Yeah, I was just going to mention our experts and then see what okay. uh, I did want to. I did want to call out a uh, we, we have a, a new listener, a new expert, potential expert in the troll room. I wanted to call out right tech who did ask is is this live? Yes, it is. They always ask, but this could just be a recording <laughs> and then somebody else is with the same name is asking. And it's always hard to tell. But if you're a no agenda stream listener, there's a very good rule of thumb, which if it if it is between noon eastern and about 2 p.m eastern if you're hearing something on the stream there's a really good chance that it's live is that if if, yeah if you're hearing it during that time there's a very good chance that darren is broadcasting live (laughs) that is how it works that we have the rock and roll pre-show we have random thoughts we've been doing that live for the last few weeks just because um it's easier i guess in in a weird way larry is going to be moving to recording that larry show live yeah he should Wow, that's starting a trip. this rumor <laughs> because uh, I like that rumor. Maybe God, could I do that? It's, it's, a, it's a challenge. I might have to accept. I like that, Ryan. <laughs> we we have the technical yeah, if, ability if to make that to, happen. You are absolutely invited to the stream. Yeah. Thank you. You Thank sit you. down. We can we can hook you up. We can we can let you take calls. It'll be a. Oh, it, I've never done that. That'd be fun. Because it's That'd it's fun. it's a great excuse to do less editing on the. On the <laughs> yeah, back I can. I'm, I'm, I get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Absolutely. really, I wanted to ask you too. I, I should have asked you this right up front, but uh, the Samson microphone. I mean, are you still yes. using that? How is that compared to your? I know you loved it right off the bat. I do, I do love. But here's the thing: I'm using it right now, and here's why. Um, seconds before um, we met on Twitter, so you could give me the link, Darren. My my microphone stand 
uh, broke. I mean, does <laughs> anybody make a goddamn mic stand that's worth shit that lasts more than three months? They're all crap. I mean, I, I bought, you know, probably five different ones over the course. I've been doing this, this, uh, this podcasting thing for three and a half years now, and they just don't last. So I was just kind of getting it adjusted and all of a sudden, you know, some of the threads stripped off one of the screws and it was limp. So I, so right now I have this <laughs> cockamamie, I've got the Samson on this little stupid plastic tripod on two shoe boxes on top of my desk. <laughs> it's the most inane arrangement I've ever seen. And that's why I'm using the Samson. I do like it. And it, I think it sounds okay, but I'd rather be using my, my RE320, but it's not in the cards. <laughs> I'm still using the same mic stand, the the twelve dollar one that Darren recommended <laughs> that I got for Grumpy Old Ben's number two when he was like, "Nope, you we can't have you have that microphone sitting on your desk anymore because every mm-hmm. time you touch the desk, we hear it." Yes, it transfers. <laughs> and uh, and I, I picked that up, and it, uh, it every time I adjust the mic, it squeals like a mm. like feedback noise or a stuck pig, or I mean, it's the most awful sound in the world. But if I'm not moving the mic, it's kind of okay. Yeah. But the, uh, I mean, for as far as boom arm, the RE320, uh, especially if you're using one of the big shock mounts with it, those are heavy suckers. I mean, they really are yeah. heavy it's microphones. Heavy mic. And, uh, you know, those can be challenging. They will put most of these boom arms to the test, which is one of the reasons I like the Shure SM7B microphone. You don't need a big shock mount. It's a fairly light microphone as far as the weight comes. And uh, I've been using the Rode boom stand. That's about a hundred bucks. And that's been fine. Uh, Downstairs, I've got one of the Heil boom stands. that was about a hundred bucks. And that's with the Heil PR40. And that's been fine. But I know there are some boom arms you can go to that are like four or five hundred bucks, which seems excessive. But uh, they would probably at least uh, hold up. The thing I've got, it's the most insane thing because that, that RE320 is a very heavy mic. And I actually, the last version I bought, I have, it's on a tripod, right? I have a, I have a 15 pound sandbag over the base <laughs> of the tripod. Okay. And then additionally, I wrapped with gorilla tape, um, a bunch of lead weights around the other end of it to try to counterbalance the thing. <laughs> and it's still. Well, now, you know, once again, it's broken. I have to get another one. Uh, and yeah, I, I was afraid the, the boom arms, I don't think a boom arm, boom arm would handle the weight of that RE320. I, I just, you know, I haven't tried it yet, but something because I've owned those before. And usually with a, you have to use a pretty light mic on them like that, like that uh, SM7B. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. How I'm going to skin this cat. <laughs> Maybe a desk stand with some really good shock absorbers between the uh, yeah, but that's that's rough too because you want you want the space in front of you exactly free. yes yes I want free space in front of me yeah mm-hmm. so we'll look into that but we do have some experts to thank including including Sir Lee Mofo who comes in again with ten ten little note just says a small pittance but hope you guys keep on keeping on especially on Fridays. Well, he was one of the guys that was like, oh, Wednesday. Oh, live shows Wednesday. We like live shows. And people dig the live cool. shows. And we appreciate that. Sir Lee Mofo and our buddy John Fletcher comes in. I certainly dig the live shows. Yeah, when you're on them. Or no, I mean, you listen to them even when, when, when you're When I'm not. invited. I, I mean, I told yeah. Ryan the other day, you know, he was having his dental work done. I'm like, look, we've got, we've got Larry scheduled for Friday. I'm like, oh, and, and Fletcher? From the Hog Story Show, he's finally off on Monday, so he's like, "Oh, I can do the show Monday." So I'm like, "Okay, Fletcher, good it's Monday." And then Cold Acid was like, "Hey, I can do the show next Friday." So I told Ryan the other day, "I'm like, 
well, we have Larry tomorrow. We have Fletcher. Then on Monday, and then we have cold acid on uh, next Friday. And he's like, uh, do cold I, do, do you want me to show up for these? And I'm like, I love I'm that like, name. I'm like, cold when, acid. When am I next both. invited? Yeah. <laughs> cold acid one. And it's all lowercase. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to actually come to the shows as well. But you I, know, I've started typing cold acid in all caps just to annoy him. And it does. It definitely, <laughs> it definitely annoys him. And so we thank John Fletcher who came in with his monthly donation. It just shows up like regular and Harry hamster. As always, this is like his 34th or 35th donation to the show. And we appreciate it. Harry hamster. He's finally figured out if he sends it directly to me rather than using the, the donate button. PayPal doesn't take a percentage. So mm. all the smaller little donations work a lot better because PayPal doesn't take their cut, but we can, uh, we did send Ryan some money yesterday so he can, I mean, it's time you start thinking about upgrading your microphone. This Samson that Larry's using now, that's like a, it's like a $70 microphone. So that's like twice what you spent on the one you're using. You're, you're not going to stop until I have the Mo2. I know it. The Mo2 with an SM7B and a cloud lifter and, you know, the nice boom. So, I mean, you're a professional podcaster now. Yeah. I do mm-hmm. like, even though it's a condenser mic, I do like that Lewin. I'll have to plug that one back in and play with it some more. But that was a nice, very small microphone, very light, very out of the way if you're doing video. And it just has that cool look to it. It's a little square kind of a microphone. Uh, but all the gear is fun. It's fun to have the gear tested out, see what works. And if once you have the Motu, I mean, usually we don't have the problems with the blue screen of death. But this is how we're getting by this concept of doing be able to do multi-track recording is not easy when you're using something like clean feed because they want you to pay like 22 bucks a month and then they'll do the recording in the browser and i'm like screw that i just got a second clean feed account and i'm putting one clean feed account here one over here and the motu puts them together and that's how larry and ryan are talking to each other they're not really connected to each other it's uh it's all through the motu which can do all of the magic all of the time and usually it works but sometimes your computer will blue screen so i mean there's that but uh, cool we, it, you got windows 10 this morning you know <laughs> that could also be it because let's, this whole last week when paypal was crashing my computer thanks to nvidia who these assholes didn't even respond on twitter when i'm like you know going to paypal using your driver on a you know on a dell machine that it just all you know pre-built machine yeah, it's crash. Don't, don't care. Didn't respond. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't care. That's how all these companies are. They always say update to the latest drivers. No, not so much NVIDIA, but thanks for not caring. But thank you for the people for caring that came in for oh. the grumpy old Benz. We do work on the value for value model. And if you want to take part in that grumpy is the place to go. And if you want to get more of Larry's stories and that the place to go is that Larry or patreon.com slash that Larry show in episode 11. I mean, really for anybody that's going to get dental work done, you <laughs> highly recommend that first and then, <laughs> and then say thank you. Cause I, you know, I don't know. I, the way you, I love the way you tell stories, Larry. And I'm just thank thinking you. if I would have gotten to that building and it's like the office is in a building and the elevator doesn't work. And then they told you the elevator hasn't worked for like ever. And yeah. I would have been like, oh, I might want to be, I might want to get out of here. Especially when the guy's wife came in. Oh, I would have been like, oh, oh. Yeah, I was 19, you know, and uh, I knew everything. And I thought I was immortal, which most 19 guys, year old guys do. Right. So are, are, are you certain it was his wife 
That was my favorite. No, that was not his wife. I, that was, uh, that was his, well, my impression was, cause I was, you know, stoned under the, the Medicaid, the uh, anesthesia. You got the good my drugs. impression was that was his girlfriend, the way she behaved. I mean, how many wives, yes, how many wives yes. go to their, their husband's place of business and say, give me money for the rent. That kind of didn't, <laughs> you know, pencil out that much. Now, so, if there would have been a plus, second and third one that came in right after her asking for yeah. the rent too, then you don't know well, why I'm the guy was. I'm usually the one begging my wife for the rent, but. <laughs> that's a different story yeah she knows you're you're not responsible with money this there's a system you know we take the money here and i the money is not unique in this in this scenario in any so she doesn't let you control anything i get it she's very smart in that particular mm-hmm. way but we get the donations here to grumpy old ben's and once we had amassed enough and again like yesterday there was an amount that had to go to ryan i just sent it to his wife's paypal account he never sees the money so i oh mean my god <laughs> It's a great deal. It's better that way. <laughs> I yeah, go is. to my wife and be like, Darren says I need to buy this microphone. And then she'll be like, okay, just have him send me the link and I'll buy it. And yeah, I, and, you know, the next thing I know after that, it arrives in the, on the doorstep a few days later. And she doesn't set it up for you. I mean, come on. I mean, she was a good wife. No, no, I can do my own tech. <laughs> you know, my wife's birthday is on Sunday and I, I got her absolutely nothing for her birthday because she had no ideas. She asked her mom. Now, get this. I want to know if anybody's ever asked for this before. She asked her because her mom was asking her and like, what do you want for your birthday? Because that's a big one. You know, it's the it's the five zero, and and her answer was, well, you just gift cards for Home Depot for toilets. I'm like, nobody in the history of mankind has asked for toilets <laughs> on a birthday list. Like, I want, you know, I, new, new I, I don't know if I should be pointing this out, but uh, my wife got me the most amazingly pointless gift for my birthday uh, slash anniversary slash um, dental day. Yeah, um, <laughs> she ended up buying us both uh, lordships in uh, with a ten foot by ten foot plot in Scotland. Nice. I I don't know if you've seen this before. Yes, but I I had no. It's apparently a place you can just you, you send them some money and they uh, award you a ten foot by ten foot plot of land and they'll they'll plant a tree on that plot to you know for you you can come visit if you want to you have to go through the you know, if you're in Scotland, you have to go through the visitor center, but, uh, and then they uh, announce and give you a bunch of paperwork that says you are a Lord. So I am now Lord, oh, Sir Ryan. Wow. Well, yeah, you are Lord of the manor. You want, you're a property owner in Scotland. So yeah, you can be a Lord. So I'm could you buy, say like Washington, but who's could you buy a hundred of those and, and build a condo on it? Or? <laughs> that was what I asked. <laughs> no. They're like, no, no, we don't really, we don't really want you here. We just want to, we want to sell you a piece of paper that says you have land. I mean, is there any verification that it's your land and nobody else's land? It's like naming, like naming a star after you. A star. They they don't actually want you visiting a star. Right. Don't don't go clean it up on your own time. Nothing like that. Yeah. It's all sorts of, uh, all sorts of insanity. But uh, anything fun coming up? What should people know about what's coming up on uh, that Larry show? And if they're not listening, they're missing out because that is, the one show that I always listen to, it's easy. It's quick. It's, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, that's where grumpy old bands. I know we suck because it's like, you're up to taking four hours plus of people's time a week. And, and it gets rough where your show it's nice. It's quick. And there's always, it's the storytelling. I mean, you should really just be doing an ongoing series of like an audio book, but just release a new little bit every week or so. You know, that's kind of what he does. Yeah. I know Especially with these multi-part, yeah, you know, it's it's funny thing. I I get a lot of um people 
frequently say that they say, man, why don't you, you know, and they'll name um, their favorite book, you know, whatever, say, why don't you, why don't you read this? Well, first of all, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's a copyright infringement to do that. Right. But even if it's public domain, I've kind of looked into that and it's really odd when you, when you look at a piece of, of writing um, and start reading it aloud, it ain't, it doesn't work. It's, it's, it's almost never whatever's been written for the page has never been written for the mouth. Right. You know, um, and it just doesn't come off. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I don't have anything particular to say because so, so many times I just go from, um, you have no idea what the hell I'm going to talk about from week to week, but I just posted an episode called, uh, uh, battling peace thieves and, uh, sort of, um, tangential or maybe not that much maybe more direct to what we've been talking about now i mean one of the things that seems to be most uh, most missing in everybody's life is fucking peace every time you turn around um somebody's somebody's uh disturbing it in one way or another and uh so it's kind of a there's a story in there i, I will say this there's a story in there that i uh, relate from a from a book that i read a long time ago called the catch 22 that uh, kind of changed my worldview. And it's not the entire book, it's just a particular scene within it that kind of spun my head and, uh, and stuck with me all these years. So that's, that's, that's the latest at that LarryShow.com. Yeah, no justice, like no book. peace. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's going on in the world. See, if everybody was, you know, if everything was peaceful, then they would be like, oh, we like Trump. Everything's fine. This is why the left is causing I, I would strength. argue that they don't like Trump and that's why it's not peaceful. Right. Because they have to. This is why they're showing up to your neighborhood and being like, no justice, no peace until we get rid of this guy. It's like, because you think this is going to this is the way to win the war. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, well, cops were originally called peace officers and um, shit like this that was going on. You were you were not allowed to breach or disturb the peace. That was a criminal charge in and of itself. And um, seems that's gone out the window. I mean, anybody has any kind of a cause, they have a right to uh, to deprive you of your sleep, to deprive you of your your, your egress to, uh, to to work on a roadbed. It's it's pretty pretty extraordinary. I can't believe what's going on. We can. No, it does seem to be like something out of a bad novel that you never. It's one of those things. And I know it's the it's the grumpy old Ben's way. Like ah, when I was a kid, but you just never thought it was possible. You know. Yeah. You, you know, you, you read, I mean, I read 1984 and must have been high school and it's like this. No, this is crazy. I mean, this 1984? is 1984. It was very close. Yes. Yeah, actually, because <laughs> yeah. I've been a freshman in 84. So there you go. So it was very relevant mm. at the time. And it's like, it's nothing like that. Now I didn't see. Oh, we're off by 30 years, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. I missed that part of the book. But thanks for hanging out with us, Larry. It is always thanks for having me. It's pleasure. always great to, to be with you guys. Always such a kick. Thank you. You know, I know really? I promised you Ryan wasn't going to talk much, but I mean, he's powering through the drugs and the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm bleeding underneath this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is why we don't do video. But everybody needs to check out that Larry show. Ryan, I guess we'll be back if all goes well on Monday. Otherwise, I'll be back with John Fletcher. And uh, do you think I'd let you do a show without me And every now and then, but you don't seem to like it because then we talk about you. Then I complain about it. Exactly. But with that said, thanks again, Larry. And until next time, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where they may be shooting outside, but I'm not bleeding. <laughs> and from America's left coast, where the lights are still on for now, I'm Ryan Bebros.